recorded live. Everybody, it is live in the field draft coverage. Everyone, I'm your host, Sonny Cruz, along with my co-hosts here. We got the mayor in the building. We got Chris and, of course, the head honcho of the network, Wacko Bob. You are live and direct here on the Wacko Radio Network. Wacko Bob, Chris, how are you guys doing on this draft day? Oh, I am doing great. And Chris, man, uh, the mayor, it's good to have you on for the, for the first time. First time to cover a uh, an NFL draft with us this year. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, thankful to be here, man. This is what we talked about, you know what I mean? So we're here now. Um, my man Sonny Cruz is in the building. My man Wacko Bob, you know what I mean? Hopefully we have some guests on there. Get ready to get it. I'm hyped, man. I'm ready, man. I'm ready for them to hear. You know what name I want to hear already. So, you know what I mean? So let's just get it popping, man. I'm great to be here, man, and let's get it on, man. I agree. I totally agree. Well, we got so much to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to look at. We've got the number one overall pick, of course, to look at. Picks 1 through 32, everybody. We're talking about it today, round one of the NFL draft. So we might as well just get into this right now. Uh, let's, uh, first, Chris, I'm going to go to you right now as far as if everyone is talking about it. The number one overall pick, uh, so far we are getting some multiple reports that uh, Tampa Bay is, in fact, uh, taking some, a couple of calls from other teams, possibly negotiating. Uh, they are all looking forward, though, to keeping the pick, and it uh, looks like we are drafting James Winston. Chris, uh, your thoughts for the number one overall pick? 
Yeah, man. You know, we <clears throat> we discussed it, you know, every which way but loose. You know what I mean? And um, Jameis Winston looked like he was the number one pick. He's still, you know, number one on my board. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, this is the moment we've been waiting for right here. We've been discussing it. Um, now, you know, you know, based on film, you know, he's the best quarterback in the draft, for sure. But, um, you know, off the field, you know, it, it's something different. But I think he's going to mature, man. So I'm just ready for them to call his name, man. And then, you know, let's, let's, let's get this draft rolling. Yeah. It's definitely without a doubt. We think it's going to be Jameis Winston. I mean, it makes sense. The perfect fit it is. Um, you know, uh, the, we, I, I actually did throw out the question earlier on social media, Twitter and Facebook. I doubt if it happens, but in case Tampa Bay does not select Jameis Winston, who would be the second best? A lot of Bucks fans thinking it's not going to happen. We are going to go for Winston. Uh, a loyal Bucks fan here on Twitter at Bucks underscore Princess says we are going for Winston. If we don't, you Embedded, it's going to be Marcus Mariota, but it sounds like Mark Winston is definitely going to be a Buccaneer at the end of this Thursday night on this draft day. I mean, I think it makes sense as well. Great combine. He had a great year last year at FSU with the Seminoles, so there's no doubt about it. I think he's going to have a good season. Hopefully, he's going to have the good weapons such as Evans. He's going to have uh, Austin Severian Jenkins. But one thing I will say about this Tampa Bay team, one thing that they're going to should look at you, second round, third round, after they draft Jameis Winston, which I'm pretty, which I know they will. They ought to, ought to fix that offensive line for sure, so that way they can give them as much protection as they can. I'm going to turn actually to Wacka Bob uh, to talk about the first overall. Wacka Bob, first overall pick, Jameis Winston or not? Yes, Jameis Winston all the way. I, I don't see this going any other way. I'm only one time looking at Mark Miota. You know, one time is all you really need, but look, number one, look how long ago it was, and number two, look how long it lasted. It really didn't last that long, and you want a superior passer, and uh, you want and you want the superior passer of the two of them, and that is James Winston. So how do you not go with them? It's a foregone conclusion. I'll be surprised if they don't say Jameis Winston, but let's face it: the only way the Bucks aren't getting Jameis Winston is if the Bucks trade down. In and right. in, in and off of that, right. you got to overwhelm me. You gotta overwhelm me, man. If you want me to trade down with you, you gotta overwhelm me, man. You gotta really, really. Yeah, I need, I need two starters. I mean, starters. I don't know, mean allegedly starters. I need two starters, and I need two of your draft picks, number ones. So you gotta overwhelm me again. Like I said, that's the only way I see them not, you know, uh, saying Jameis Winston's name. You gotta, unless, you know, they gotta get overwhelmed. Let's go Bucks, man. Tampa Bay, let's go, baby. Well, we are actually on the clock, and, uh, you know, this is actually something I did want to kind of bring up. You know, Chris and I, uh, we are the Royal Bucks fans. There is something I did actually want to bring up as far as going into the draft tonight. Um, uh, I do know that we don't have really that many picks at all. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have, I think, six, just six picks going into the draft tonight. So we do have a lot of stuff that we have got to fix. And again, after we do draft Winston, I think the best um, part to go further in the draft is to fix the offensive line. you got to provide him with as much protection as you can. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, you got, I think, enough weapons. I, I, I like Evans. Uh, you got the situation with their tight ends now with Austin Safarian Jenkins and Myers. So, you know, maybe could, could another receiver do? I'll ask Chris this. Chris, could another receiver maybe help Winston out? Uh, do you think this Tampa Bay team may not have enough receivers to help him? Man, listen, y'all been trying to get rid of Vincent Jackson forever. 
leave Vincent Jackson alone. Um, I think that he, you know, given, um, you know, on the other end when Mike Evans gives, uh, you know, Winston uh, two very big targets, you know, they've been trying to get rid of Vincent Jackson forever, and I think Vincent Jackson will be just the right compliment, you know what I mean, for Jameis Winston. And he's got the young guy, Mike Evans, we can relate to, and he's got the veteran in Vincent Jackson yep. that could calm him down when things get hectic. Now, what I'm hearing, I hear a lot of stuff about people um, being turned off kind of sort of about Jameis Winston's rah-rah attitude, how that's not going to fly in the NFL. I mean, he wants to be positive and wants to stay high. Uh, stay positive, and I think that's what he needs to bring to Tampa Bay, that let's-go attitude, that positivity. So, again, man, you know, you have different opinions and different reasons, but we'll see what it is in a few minutes. All the time for talk is over. All right, uh, we are actually receiving a lot, a lot of tweets really quick right now. Be sure to hit Chris up on Twitter. He's left-handed. I'm at Sunday Cruise 1. This one comes in actually from Ad Roland Raider. He says, what do you guys think what the Oakland Raiders should take? Five here in the first round, we know we've had a lot of situations, but I think the Raiders should go receiver to help our young quarterback. Hashtag Raider Nation. Again, you just said it right there for yourself. What else is there to say? You want to help your young uh, quarterback to, as far as many weapons as you can. I see Oakland actually going for someone like Amari Cooper. I see Amari Cooper, a Kevin White, um, the, the, the Devontae Parker, something like that. I see one of those. I don't see them going for a tight end. I think wide receiver might be the best option. Actually, I'm going to actually um, put this out there right now. Do not be surprised if Oakland goes for a running back because for the simple fact now, who is the starter exactly? So that is also another key need going to the draft for Oakland right there. Chris, what do you think? Receiver or running back for Oakland? Um, you know what, man? That would be that would be a good move for Oakland. But um, I'm not going to sleep on, you mm-hmm. know, we, you know, we're here for this draft. We make, you know, picks or whatever, predictions or whatever. I'm not going to sleep on Oakland, you know, going to defense. Dante Fowler from Florida, man. You know what I mean? You want to stack that, that pass rush. It's already decent, but you want to make it dominant. So um, if, if, if one of the receivers aren't there, you know what I mean, or maybe a running back, like you said, Sonny, I think Oakland could surprise some people and snatch um, the kid from Florida up, Fowler. Ballard. Yeah, that, I think yeah, that might even possibly make some good sense right there, too, for Oakland. I mean, uh, we did see last season, of course, they did have some strugglings going on with their defense. Uh, that might be a key also spot to look at as far as where the Oakland Raiders go. So, I mean, it's just going to be an absolute uh, – it's, again, it's going to be one of those crazy drafts where we're definitely going to see a lot of crazy stuff going on because I think the Oakland key is – I mean, what Oakland needs are – really, it is receiving, it is running back, but I will say it, the secondary can definitely use some improvement. Their corners, I think, can use some help. I think what's going to happen with uh, the defensive line – so I think they're going to go a little bit all over the place going into the draft. I mean, they, they have – I mean, they, they have all their picks, if I'm not mistaken. So they, we're going to wait and see what happens here, what they go through. The, another one comes in right here. This is from Bucks underscore Princess. Uh, this is actually, uh, she says, question for the mayor. Who do you see Tampa Bay picking in the second round? I say we go offensive line. Hashtag Bucks. Got a question for the mayor. I 100% agree. I thank you for the tweet. I feel special right now. Um, Offensive line would be the common sense pick. And, um, you know, I know that kid from Iowa, he's going to be gone. I know he's going to be gone. So I'm not even going to, you know, uh, put all my uh, stock in. DJ Humphreys, Cameron Irvin from Florida State. You know what I mean? Um, I see mm-hmm. him as a center, though, but he can start a tackle for a lot of teams. But I think he's at the, he's at the best inside. Once again, thank you for the tweet. 
And um, one of those guys, man, uh, either DJ Humphreys or Cameron Irvin, if they're still around for Tampa Bay. Excuse me, actually, we want to take this in right now. Here's the commissioner. Mr. might be just officially getting the draft on the way, too. Mason, welcome to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. Welcome to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, James Winston. Thank you. That's a no doubt at all. There you go. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Just say James Winston and get it over with. That's all you had to do. That's right, that's right, Bob. I mean, what what else? What else can we do, baby? James Winston in your building. What? Give me the crab legs. And we're doing this on both TalkShoe and Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I know Lisa's in the uh, TalkShoe uh, talk format here. And uh, Lisa, what do you think of this one? What's up, Lisa? <laughs> you know, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. This was a no-brainer at all. We knew exactly going into the draft that this was going to happen. Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. I will actually say this, as a matter of fact, because I know there are some fellow Bucks fans out there listening to the show who may have wanted Marcus Mariota to go over. But I will say this. What Tampa Bay saw Winston that they did not see in Mariota was that, yes, he had a better combine. He had a better season last year. And I, and I know they found a lot of interests in his arm strength and his accuracy. And you can guarantee that he's going to bring this team a long way. So just watch and wait and see what Jameis Winston does for the Tampa Bay team. I agree. I agree. I like, totally. I'd, like to, I'd like to congratulate my co-host, Sonny Cruz. We, have now, we now have a quarterback now that's going to take us somewhere for the next 10 years. Um, you know, uh, the Mariota thing, I think that Mariota's stock dropped because, you know, they faced each other. You know what I mean? The college football playoffs, okay? Um, I like what Winston did, but I, don't, I, I think Mariota stock may have, fell, may have fallen in the, in, in, in the games they played after, in the loss that they had. So, again, man, shout out to Mariota, man. Oh, my God. God. Really matter. Lisa, come on. Come on, Lisa. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to attack like that, Lisa. I, you know, she, she, she just she said – she just said, I'm out of here. F you, Tampa. You picked the wrong guy. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Happy Tampa, Lisa. Lisa, come on. Lisa, come on. Peace. You know, but once a buck, ever heard of a phrase, Lisa? Once a buck, always a buck, all right? We've made mistakes in the past. We made draft mistakes in the past, and now this one all of a sudden you disagree with. Come on. Tennessee's on the clock, but really quick, we do not. We do have a little time here to keep on negotiating on this one. Uh, again, Tampa Bay going for Jameis Winston, it was a no-brainer. I think um, lots of things are going to come from this guy because when you look at the way he had last season alone at FSU, there were a lot of good signs with Mariota. I'm not bashing him from Oregon. I just think that with Winston – Everybody knew what was going to happen, and we saw it exactly right here. Uh, Chris, final thoughts before we go to Tennessee for Winston. Yeah, and uh, you know they're they're looking at Marcus Mariota right now at home. He's at home uh, for this year, you know, and uh, he then uh, it's almost looking as if they're looking to see what he's going to do, what he's going to do, what's going to happen to him because this is the big question. If Mariota doesn't doesn't go and he drops in this draft. Does he drop as far as number five or number six? I just, I got to say it. I, the Jets hope so. I know the Jets hope so, man. But, uh, 
Yo, I mean, this is one of those. You know, you know, I still got three minutes left. There could be there's there's a straight date here. There could there could easily yeah, be. Yeah, this isn't like Tennessee. This isn't like Tennessee because, come on, and you should know right here, I think there's a possibility of a trade. Philadelphia, I think, is also interested. He said it earlier this week. It would be nice to reunite with Marcus Mariota. So, I mean, that, that, it might be – it could be Philadelphia. It could be the Jets right now that possibly on the phones with the Titans. So, the, it's we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Right now they got about three and a half minutes to go. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a trade actually with Philly because it makes sense, despite of what the trade that you came for this season, this off season of what you did with Nick Foles. Still, you guys got him in. Bradford isn't really one hundred percent that guy. You got to bring someone in like Marcus Mariota to go in there and have to see what he can bring to the table for your team. So, Marcus Mariota does it make sense to go to Philadelphia? Does it make sense to also go to the Jets? I think it does because none of the teams have a quarterback of their future. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I think like I always said from the beginning, Sonny, and I'm not wavering off it from the door. I mean, I said that Tennessee would be foolish to let Marcus Mariota go because we already knew that Tampa Bay was going to take Jameis Winston. All that Washington and Jets and all that, that was just talk. That was just talk. I think if they would have if they would had something, they would have did it already. Or maybe they might have something in the mix, who knows, or whatever. But I think Tennessee Titans are going to select Marcus Mariota. Oh, I think so too. I think it's. Uh... And here's the thing: when you look at where the Titans, where the Titans, I mean, when you look at where the Titans go, exactly. Yeah, quarterback exactly is also one of their key needs. But a lot of people also might say they might want to possibly go ahead for someone like a uh, a defensive tackle or a linebacker. The people think they have Fowler Jr. going, Leonard Williams. I mean, most of the majority, about eighty percent, everyone has Marcus Mariota for the sake. You know, overall pick, and yet they are still taking their time right now. The pick is not in. We might just see a trade right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this is going down to the wire. And normally, and look in the next yeah. 46 seconds here, because the next 46 seconds, they'll, they'll say that a trade was made and a pick is already in within that time. And it's looking like the pick's already coming in. They've already, uh, they have already taken the clock down. And the pick, it, they're saying the pick, all oh, this. There you go, the pick's in. I'm, I'm going to say this. If it's not Marcus Mariota, then it's Leonard Williams, but I don't see that. I, I see them. The, Leonard Williams would be great for them too, but but uh, I'm going to be honest here. I think they you're 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 the team that's in the most desperate need of a quarterback aside from hey, the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's right. That's right. And then the, you're that's looking. Right. At, I mean, you need a, you need a good Let me ask some tired. Let me ask some tired. like uh, you know. So you need a quarterback. I mean, you're going to have to work on your. You're going to have to work on. Let me ask you guys to get for the defense in the second round, or you're going to have to uh, get a, go look at what's left in free agency, and you're going to have to go another year and wait until next year to get this because this is serious here. Right. I mean, the Titans have. One thing we can agree agree on here is that the Titans have not had a successful quarterback in about what close to a decade now. I mean, the last quarterback that they did. And that everybody thought was a big bust, which of course happened, was Jake Walker. I mean, I'm not going to put the comparison on it because it's not right to do that. And here comes the pick right now. Here comes our commissioner. Yeah, the pick is uh, still waiting for the commissioner to come in here to make the pick here on NFL Network. NFL Network is very poor. I don't know where you guys are watching it from. You're probably watching it from ESPN. Yeah, ESPN. yeah ESPN's got ESPN. Yeah, ESPN definitely does better, unfortunately. 
My contract with Blog Talk Radio says Quick. you do the NFL draft. If you do the NFL draft, you Bob has to always do it from uh, the NFL Network. And they're already saying the pick is in. <laughs> I mean, they got – oh, my God. I, the, the one they, thing I have to say, they say is – Radio City Music Hall is a ten times better place for the draft than this place. The stage and everything, the setup here oh, yeah. stinks in Chicago. If I were them, I would want to stick with Radio City Music Hall. Really quick, before we actually uh, let this one actually go, get the again, uh, from New York. Multiple reports just asked right now. Zach Zach Manberger has already asked the Titans now to officially trade him. So I mean that we are, that pick from last year in the draft, I believe, it was the third round. From, that was really, okay, he's on, he's on the stage. Um, Selections in. She comes here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Marcus Martin to watch. There you go. All day. Marcus Mariota. Yes. It, let's face it, it made sense. You're in desperate need of a quarterback. And now you got that whole thing going on now that you just brought up where the Titans go with the, with the only other quarterback. They had Zach Mettenberger. Then uh, you got to you you got you got to go with it. I mean, you know how do you not go with go with that pick? I mean, I mean you know, and uh, Titans fans are happy about look, this one. Hey. Yes, look, I do not want to hear any more about yeah. Titans fans. I do not want to hear any more about trades or. I don't want to get any more problems at all from any of these sources about trades or anything because I know that teams like the Jets in Philadelphia have. The big opportunities. They let this one go to the wire, and if there was negotiating going into the into the draft forms, the war rooms, then guess what? None of the teams agreed upon a trade. All right. So enough of the draft talk. Marcus Mariota, welcome to Tennessee. Exactly. Uh, nope. Well, I now, agree with that. Now, now is when the draft starts. We got the we got the first two picks out the way. Everybody knew who the first two picks were going to be. Now we're going to see what it is. Now, now we're going to see. Draft, for me, the draft starts right now. Does now here here's where we got to look at the Jaguars. Do they go Leonard Williams or do they go uh, Dante Fowler? That's the question now. Mm. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, I so the Jags might be torn between Williams and Amari Cooper if they keep the pick. I I, I don't know, but I don't know what you think, uh, Sonny. You know, I know something I kind of thought about this last night. I think they're going to go defensive. Dan Leonard Williams, he might just go there. But uh, I'm going to be honest, Vic Beasley might just be taken by the Jaguars. Why? It makes sense. What was the situation everybody was talking about last year for Jacksonville, what the defense is? It wasn't necessarily their defensive line. It wasn't the pass rushing. The linebackers kept on missing tackles against the running game. Vic Beasley, to me, makes a possible good scenario for the Jaguars' defense. Wouldn't be surprised if they picked Beasley. Easily from Clemson. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the real battle to me goes, uh, you know, because let's face it, you know, let's face it, um, let, let's look at the fact here that after this comes the Raiders, and the Raiders, there's always been talk of which wide receiver they interested in most, Kevin White or Amari Cooper, and I, of course, had Kevin White picked, and then the pick's already in. The pick is already in. Yeah, the pick is in, actually. This may be a quick. This may be a quick draft. I mean, when you get down, when it, when you get down and dirty, you go beyond the top ten. That's what you see every minute and every second taken just to make the pick because teams, you know, team teams get more. It gets more intense 
to see what teams want to get, what they need to pick up. Just like, just really quick, a very, very quick reminder. You think Chip Kelly's still trying to uh, uh, get Mariota some kind of way? You, you never know. You never know. They'll, they'll still probably mm. make a trade there. Chip Kelly was was willing to pick up uh, was willing to pick up a Miami Dolphin who's now suspended, who really hadn't proven anything as the as the third overall pick only a few years ago. What were they going okay. to give up in a trade for him? My guess was a third round pick. <laughs> My guess was a and, third round uh, really, pick. Really quick, really quick, just a reminder. Just a reminder, everybody. In about a good six months or so, we are going to be joined actually uh, with Larry Robinson from WFAN six sixty New York uh, to talk a little bit more about the draft, um, specifically the Giants and the Jets, who are actually going to be coming up here in a uh, moment. Um, but. Yeah, the pick is in. Jaguars, I see them going on defense for some reason. I don't know why. I think uh, I think some of the mock drafts here that people have, uh, Kevin White, Amari Cooper, they helped out with Blake Bortles. I just see them going defense for some reason. I don't know why. Makes sense, actually, really, when you look at it. I, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's either Leonard Williams or Dante Fowler. And if I had to choose between the two of them, I'd probably go Fowler. I agree with you, though. I think Vic Beasley is uh, probably – the young crown best uh, as far as defensive players go in this draft. Yeah. So uh, let me ask Chris this one. Chris, can we maybe can we maybe can we maybe agree that Jacksonville's going to go linebacker here? I mean, they could. I think if they if they go linebacker, it would be good for their defense. I think if they go offense on the wide receiver note, that would mean that that would be the end of the relationship between Jacksonville and uh, Justin Blackman. So. We'll, you know, we'll see what it is. I think defense will be a good a good look for them. But if they go wide receiver, I think that that, that means that's the end of um, the uh, career in Jacksonville of Justin Blackman, wide receiver. Well, Finsiders, well, Finsiders Radio had had uh, had three wide receivers going in the top ten, if you can believe that. And by the time you got to the Dolphins, four wide receivers were already taken. <laughs> and the Dolphins would go back to trying to get a cornerback, and of course they they of course uh, no picks in. You know, of course they're still saying Marcus Peters, but there's something with Marcus Peters and the Dolphins that's not out of fit. But uh, let's see how they. Yeah, we're gonna see what happens here, though. Jacksonville is still going on. Actually, let's really click. Actually, this one, uh, Chris is getting some love here. Chris, uh, before we talk about, before we move on here, announce the pick here for Jacksonville. This is for you, Chris. This one comes in right here regarding Tampa Bay. Do you agree with Jameis Winston? You don't feel right about going Marcus Mariota still? Hashtag draft. I don't, um, shout out to you for the tweet. I really didn't understand the question, but I, I mean, I said Jameis Winston all along. I, I was with Jameis Winston all day. I don't feel like, you know, Tampa Bay is worried about anything else that anything else that happens off the field. I don't think they're worried about it. You know, they're keeping them local. They're going to keep up. They're going to keep a presence around them. And I think Jameis Winston is going to have a nice career in Tampa Bay. And I never really even considered Marcus Mariota for the Buccaneers. That's yeah. just me, though. Shout I just out wanna, to just want to remind people, I'll be coming back tomorrow with the uh, second and third round picks on both talk show and uh, on uh, and right here as well on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And here we and, go with the pick. Here we go. Who's being picked here? Because I'm actually outside having a cigarette. You're gonna have to say it. 
Dante Fowler. Hey, Fowler. Dante Fowler. There you go. Backer. There you go. I I see. I I didn't think there was a, there would stray from that pick. It was to me. It was just. It was too hard. Unless you were going to go Vic Beasley. You may be right about Leonard Williams though dropping. Seriously, this this guy could be land in someone's laps that's not not even in the top ten that would consider him. Because I think the top ten has their picks. They have their picks already. The only Here's something to think about, Bob. The Jets are talking about trading Muhammad Wilkinson. Now, I don't know if that means anything right now, but the Jets are talking about trading Muhammad Wilkinson, so they're getting closer to that sixth pick, and something might be there real nice for them. You know what I mean? Something's going to be there real nice for them in number six. You know, I mean, the Jets, they've talked about the Jets I mean, going after Beasley. They've talked about the Falcons going after Beasley. I'll say this right now. Right, right. If Beasley lands in the Falcons' laps and the Falcons don't take him, yeah, yeah, it'd be the Falcons are actually uh, look, looking to uh, possibly work on their uh, offensive line and get the action for, uh, for, for, for Matt Ryan. But uh, let's face it, Big Cal is him and Leonard Williams are probably the biggest topics of discussion right now as far as not getting drafted. So, I mean, you, you can see but something. I mean, you can see the Raiders. You can see the Raiders go Leonard Williams here, too. Why not? Why not? They they want to make they want to make that defense dominate. If they if, if they want to make that de- that defense dominate, I don't see what's wrong with that. That's actually. You know what I mean? We talked last year about Khalil Mack. And I'm sorry to Okay, we finally got to interrupt, but the pick for the pick for Oakland is already again. If you can believe that or not, and we're about to already go through four picks, which means it's either Kevin White or Amari Cooper. They're sticking to the popular choice there. That's that's been talked about. And look at this guy on the Gators, though, man. This guy is, I you know this guy. Him and Vic. This is why I looked. At, I looked at him and Vic Beasley. And tell you the truth, I still look at Randy Gregory the same way too. <laughs> I you know. This, I you know. Who? How, how would you not go with Dante Fowler? There's no question. Dante Fowler has a lot of talent. You know, I mean, so so I'm far three. Of us, and and so far, I'm three for three. You know, I mean, I might be, I might be uh, three for four here in a little while because I'm yeah. I'm from one of the minority that still said Kevin White would go to the Raiders. And and uh, really quick, we are actually going to hold up the discussion right now. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe we do have uh, Rory Robinson on with us from WFAN six sixty New York. Uh, Rory, uh, is uh, is this you? Yes. Hi. How are you? Is that What's going on? Yeah, Sonny's in there. Sonny's here somewhere. <laughs> He's around. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm right. I'm. I'm good. So, Lori, obviously, we've already seen three selections here right now. Um, I, I mean, the first, the first question I'm going to ask you for: uh, Are you surprised as far as where any of these first three selections go? Yeah. Am I surprised with the first three selections? Um, no, not really. I, if there's anything that surprised me at all, it's that I, I well, I, I that would not have been surprised if there was a. You finally got on. I would not have been, yeah, I would not have been surprised if there was a trade too. I kind of thought that uh, that maybe the Titans 
I wasn't sure if they were in love with Mariota, and I thought oh. there were other teams that might get aggressive who did love him. So I thought maybe there'd be a team that would trade up to the two spot and uh, and try and take that pick away. A team like the New York Jets, who I think really could have used a Marcus Mariota. So if there's a surprise at all, it's that uh, to me it would be that that somebody didn't trade for that uh, for that number two spot. Right. And it's an interesting factor when you look at so far in the draft here, especially for the Giants and the Jets. Uh, Laurie, I've got another question I wanted to get your thoughts on. We're both the Jets and the Giants. Um, obviously, they are going to be coming up here pretty soon. It's going to look like from the pace of what the draft is going here. Uh, what are the biggest needs, in your opinion, Ness, for the Jets and the Giants here in the first round? Biggest needs? Um, well, with the Jets, and unfortunately for them, the biggest need, you don't need me to tell you, is quarterback. The hardest position to uh, to draft. By the way, I don't know what broadcast you're watching, but good Lord, those are some fine-looking shoes. I mean, Fowler. NFL Network. Yeah. He flat out wins the draft. He wins the draft with those shoes. So that's he, must, he must have been talking to Dorothy or the Wicked Witch of the West or somebody. I'm like, wow, where you well, got those shoes from? No, maybe Dorothy because uh, there's no <laughs> and he's not, you know, he's playing nearby, not too far from where he lives. So I guess it works. No. But, uh, and, and the and the young man did guarantee he wasn't falling beyond number three, and he turns out he was right. So um, there you go, salute, salute you know. to him. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in terms of the Jets, so need number one for the Jets is quarterback. Obviously, at this point with the first round, that's done. They're not going there anymore. So now I give credit to their new general manager, Mike McCagnin. As you guys know, he came over, uh, the new GM from Houston uh, with the Texans, and very aggressive in the offseason, really addressing the Jets. Obviously, as a team, when you stink and you're picking six, it means you stink. A lot of holes on that roster, but he went out, and and the worst was probably the secondary in the cornerback situation, and went out and addressed that with Darrell Revis and others. So, um, you know, right now, we'll all watch and see who the Raiders pick. But, um, I, you know, right now, the Jets, I thought he did a nice Amari job. Amari Cooper. There you go. Now you're talking. All right, Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's who I thought. I, I heard you say guys say Kevin White. But, I, you know, if it's me, as good as a physical specimen as, as Kevin White is, um, you know, I probably would have gotten Amari Cooper here, too. And uh, I think, obviously, I think that's a real good pick. I And, and I think Derek Carr, um, I, li- I liked what I saw out of Derek Carr. For, for a rookie who was playing with a lot of, you know, pretty subpar talent around him last year, um, I-, I thought the Raiders did a nice job with uh, with both of their top selections last year with, you know, uh, Khalil Mack. Both with Khalil Mack and Derek Carr. Now you add Amari Mar- Cooper to it. I mean, certainly they could have gone with Leonard Williams and added a beast, um, you know, for yeah, the D-line. But now if you're, if, if you're the Washington Redskins, I think this pick should take about four and a half seconds. Because if you're Washington, he syncs up with, uh, with maybe the best talent in the draft. And uh, sorry, did I say their name? Wash- the team from Washington, who's, yeah, who's, that, uh, yeah. whose mascot will not be said. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think, you know, so I think it's pretty obvious they'll go with, with, with Leonard Williams, and that's a player certainly you want to go back to needs. You know, Giants and Jets both, um, when you look at needs, 
you know, put cornerback aside for 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 the uh, quarter quarterback aside for the Jets. Jets and Jets in some ways have some similar needs, which both teams mm-hmm. have to say. Offensive lines for both teams the need um, for different reasons, and certainly um, pass rusher for both teams. Giants and Jets, that's a need um, for Giants. They yeah. have an almost uh, pathetic need at safety, because of free safety. Where I, I'm shocked. I, I wonder if what Jerry Reese is doing at free safety sort of reminds me what uh, the Giants' uh, former general manager John Itzik did last season with the uh, with the cornerback situation that got him fired. So mm. I, I'm, I don't understand what Jerry Reese is doing with safety. Has he forgotten that you need a free safety? You know, I'm not sure. But um, so. Unfortunately for the Giants, they did not do as good a job in, in filling some needs in the offseason so far. So when you come into the draft, they need to come away with a starter. Giants have to come away with a starter on that offensive line and uh, in the first couple rounds. And they really have to come away with a player who can contribute at, at free safety. So mm. from a need standpoint, those are two glaring needs that have to be players for the New York Giants, really in the in, in the top three rounds. What do you think about the no Jets? Let me ask. Go ahead, go ahead, Freddie. Let me actually ask you this really quick, Lori. Sorry, Chris, but uh, you mentioned offensive line. Who, when you're the Giants and they're on the clock, who who's the best fit right now? Everyone thinks it's going to be the kid out of Iowa, Brandon Sheriff. To me, I think it's going to be someone like a possible Andreas Pete from Stanford or uh, Eric Flowers or something like that. But who do you think, as far as the offensive line, that's been? Well, we've heard all the you know rumors, and all, the three people you just mentioned are all ones that the Giants have really been uh, associated with. So I would say, and if it were me, look, if Amari Cooper had fallen and you fall in love with a guy and you got to take him, that's one thing. Now that he's pissed, honestly, from a Giant perspective. I don't think there's anybody that fits um, really from a 4-3 uh, pass rusher standpoint that would warrant the value. So now the good news is I really think the Giants have to take an offensive line, and it really is their top need. I don't think there's going to be a temptation to, to go elsewhere. I, you know, I think we've all heard a little bit of Danny Shelton talk at times, but right. I don't think that makes sense. And, and I think the Giants do go with an offensive lineman. I think it will be one of the three that you just mentioned. And, um, you know, personally, I'm, I'm probably a fan of, of Brandon Scherf as, as the guy to go with um, from Iowa. I know, Sonny, you and I had kind of gone back and forth a little. You mentioned at the combine. Yes. He didn't exactly knock it out of the park with, yeah. uh, from a measurable standpoint. I hear that, but I, I, you know what, I think sometimes we get so stuck on the workout warriors at the combine. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We fall in love so much with all the measurables, and I think in New York, at least, all we have to do is say, you know, the magic words, Vernon Golston, and, yep. uh, you know, and that's <laughs> enough of a cautionary tale to tell yep. people, right. you know what, it's, uh, yeah, all right, so we got Washington's uh, pick in here. Who are they going Here's with? Here's the fifth. I think they're a second ahead of me. Whoa, Redskins.
somebody, uh, you know, on the Jets, you know, D-line, they need more of like a, a three, four pass rusher than they necessarily need another uh, defensive lineman, which is their strength. They have a ton of depth there. This is also really fascinating. Um, but, you know, I think you got to take the best player there. Now to answer your question about the Giants, it just got a whole lot more clear. The only thing that would be interesting, Jerry Reese, the Giants general manager, never really trades up or trades down in the first round. It's just not anything he really does. However, um, if I were him, I might be tempted, given the value, is to me, I think there are a few offensive linemen that at this point I would value somewhat similarly. And so if somebody was really hungry, let's say for a Kevin White, as an example, if there's somebody out there that wanted to trade up a few spots, if I were the Giants, I'd be having conversations at this point. If Sheriff was my guy, and now I'm equal uh, on some of those other offensive linemen, I, I, you know, I'd at least have to listen to trading down a few slots, uh, pick up another draft pick, and be able to take whoever's left between a Pete, a Flowers, you know, those sort of, uh, you know, those sort of players. Um, but this, <coughs> if I did not see. I mean, certainly offensive linemen is in need for Washington, but they must have fallen madly in love with Scherf to make this pick here with William still on the board. Wow. I'm, you, you asked about Yeah, this is really a bit of a – this is, this is a very shocker. This is a real shocker to me because this is an interesting pick because, I mean, in my opinion, I actually thought that we saw a lot of good offensive guards, other offensive guards going into the draft. And I know, you know, maybe I did get a little Gary Way element on the air about the combine, but I think still that there were some other offensive guards out there that I thought would have been a little bit better than Sheriff. I mean, again, I think someone like a Flowers from Miami would have even possibly done uh, something better than what Sheriff could have done. But uh, Washington sees something, I think, in Sheriff, and I, I didn't see in a lot of other folks. See. I got a question. Here. Yeah, I'm real surprised. Oh, and I wonder who he's going to protect. Well, gotta... yeah, exactly. So I guess it's RG3 at the moment. <laughs> you know, you know what the other point you raised, which is interesting to me, and I guess again, it, what this tells you, and look, their new general manager Scott McLuhan is known to be a fantastic judge of, of talent. Um, so. You know, you're getting an eye, a, a guy with an eye who helped build great drafts with both the 49ers and the Seahawks, um, playoff teams with both, and had some personal issues, you know, that kind of derailed his career. Now he's getting another chance. But he is certainly somebody with a known eye for talent and obviously must have loved shirts because otherwise you'd either take Williams or if you feel this way, you almost wonder, again, isn't there another team out there that is dying for Williams and you could trade down a few picks and, uh, you know, trade with the team, trade, you know, trade with the Giants, as an example, trade with the Bears, find a team who's dying for Williams and, and make that trade and pick up some more value and still get sure. Um, no, no, this I, tells you that they, that they love shirts. I got yeah, a question here. Definitely. I got a question here with the Jets on the clock here. What are the chances of them possibly going after a wide receiver and seeing if they they could even give like like it would help any as far as uh, Geno Smith and them going for a Kevin White? I actually thought that Kevin White would have been a great pick for them, and and if Leonard Williams was not sitting there, as much as I think the Jets could also use an offensive lineman and a pass rusher, um, I think the Jets. I think once Fowler was off the board as a pass rusher. 
I, you know, I, my, my gut would have said that a good pick for the Jets actually would have been Kevin White. Wouldn't have surprised me at all if that's where they go. And yet, now that Williams is sitting there, I just don't know how you, you know, how do you not take what in many people's, on many people's boards is the number one overall talent, uh, you know, in this draft? Wow, more optimistic Jets fans out there than the way we were a couple of years ago with what they're showing here on the NFL <laughs> Network. I mean, you know, I mean, I just remember a couple of years ago when they were going. Yeah, so yeah, the, the Jet fans were very, very disillusioned. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I think you're right. Is I think there actually has been a change, and I think Jets fans, other than the quarterback situation, Jets fans love – you know, I think has been uh, very pleased with the new general manager. Um, yeah, they spent a lot of money, but they had to, given, frankly, that they had underspent the salary cap. So um, I think Jets fans love the new general manager and, frankly, are really positive on everything we hear about uh, about the new head coach as well. So I think Jets fans are, are, you know, as much as they may have loved Rex Ryan, the personality, and some of the early success, I think Jets fans got tired of losing got tired of some of the, um, the fact that, you know, there's elements in which it had become kind of a joke. And as much fun as it was for those of us in the media to talk about, you know, I'll certainly miss Rex Ryan. I, I don't think Todd Bold is going to be nearly as, as good a quote uh, or as fun, you know, for right. us. Mm-hmm. But, well, but take a And, Laura, you was right. That Washington Redskins pick didn't take long. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the magic word. That Washington pick didn't take long at all. Well, let's see. The pick was in for a minute, for a long time. Yeah, on my yeah, on, on my screen, yeah, like, the pick is in. I don't have it yet. Do you guys have it for the Jets? Yeah. The pick is in. Yeah, we got it right here. We got it right here. The pick just – I mean, the, the Jets can go either way. I'm just going to be honest. The Jets can go either way. You know, offensive tackle, I think, is one of their key needs. Kevin White, to me, makes so much sense. I mean, because you want to provide as much weapons yeah. as you can for Geno Smith. Sorry? Well, I, yes and no. I mean, I think that I agree with you that I think you can go to Kevin White or um, Leonard Williams, and you can't go wrong. I think you have two outstanding football players. As far as I'm concerned, I'm, I, yeah, fine, get as many weapons as you can for whoever the quarterback is. You keep saying Geno Smith. To me, Geno Smith, I haven't seen anything from him that tells me he's the long-term answer for the New York Jets. I think you're, if you're picking Kevin White, I don't, I personally, no matter what the Jets say or their owner says, I don't think you're picking, if I'm Mike McCagan, I'm not picking Kevin White for Geno Smith. I'm picking him for the New York Jets long-term as, as a really good solution for them, whoever the quarterback is, because um, I'm not yet sold on Geno. I think Geno is going to be a hard one to really be, be sold on too, but yeah, defense could be very, very, very much the answer here. You know, I mean, I think Vic Beasley has been considered by the Jets. I don't think Beasley's going to go to the Jets. I yeah. really don't. I think. I think I, Beasley I is. I, I gotta be stunned. I don't know how you can take Beasley. In my opinion, I just think again from a value standpoint, nothing against Beasley, but you know, I, I think you have to take uh, Leonard Williams over Beasley if you're going defense and. Even if you're turning around and you know trading them to somebody, but here's I mean, the commissioner. Is in. Uh, here we go. Yeah, definitely. Here we go. It'll be interesting to see where this one goes um, for the Jets. See, of course, Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. Williams. 
Yeah, I, I just felt like you had to. I, I think the Jets, if you're the Jets, I think you're thrilled right now. You got what on many people's draft boards was the number one overall player in this entire draft. And you just, can you imagine if you're Todd Bowles, what your defensive line looks like right now? You have Sheldon Richardson, you have Leonard Williams, and you have Muhammad Wilkerson. So Wilkerson with that, with that secondary? Oh, man. Um, right, and, and that, that, secondary, you don't even really need anyone to play linebacker. I mean, you're going to put a pass right. on, you know, with, with your uh, with your D line. Um, so you don't, you know, and this guy will get a pass rush. Um, you know, so your your D line now is just ridiculous. You've got the best That's football right. talent. They're going to be bringing the heat, Tom Brady. They're going to bring the heat. Exactly, they're going to bring the heat on Brady and everybody else. And now. I think if you're the Jets, um, all right, you don't have a quarterback maybe that you love, but what are you going to do? You're going to play that sort of ground-and-pound football. Um, you do, and, and when you want to talk about receivers, you know, as you guys know, you know, number one in the short term, you're talking about the Jets have improved with Brandon Marshall, have improved at wide receiver. And number two, mm-hmm. though, you're also talking about a draft that is deep in receiver, and so now there's no reason they can turn around and if I were them, probably in round two, you know, in round two and three, I still think they need to come back and whether and, and pick up a wide receiver and an offensive and a young offensive lineman. Somewhere in round two and three, those should be the next two picks probably if you're the Jets. But they, you know, and this is a nice job. You take the best available player and, and this is it. Shout out to Leonard Williams with the Dante de Blasio hairstyle. I'm still uh-huh. Well, who's up now? I think the Bears. In my fair city, I certainly do. And the nice thing is, I have to say, Dante and his dad are probably uh, almost as tall as uh, as Honor Williams. Uh, <laughs> actually, the bla- our, our mayor is like just is just huge. He's a no tall dude. Yeah, I know. Oh, Downstairs are kids going to be a target. First running back going in the draft. Who's going, Laurie, real quick? First running back. Oh, I don't know. It's hard. You know, I mean, on talent, to me, I think you take Gurley. Um, but it depends on who, who takes them. If you're one of these right, 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 that right. has okay. to have a, a player to start, you know, day one. Right. Um, that's, yeah. that's right. So, like, for instance, I'm just saying, if you're the Chargers and you're worried about, you know, making Philip Rivers happy and you have to have a running back for day one, then I can see you go Melvin Gordon. But mm. me personally – me personally, I I love if I've checked out the knee and I think and I feel okay about that, then I just feel like uh, Ty, I I feel like Gurley's combination of of all around skills he'd be my right, favorite. right. That's right. Okay, uh, that's I'm right. I want to actually get your thoughts on another uh, situation now. Let me know what the Jets are going on. Just out of curiosity. We're looking at the Giants, and plus the Jets are – I mean, the Jets were still really on round one. we still got a couple more dates here until the draft ends. Just by any coincidence, do you see the Jets or the Giants picking up, in other words, another quarterback just to pressure their starter? I think the Jets for sure. Um, I'd actually advise that at some point the Jets uh, don't pick up another quarterback just to add a little depth. And, uh, and, and, you know, another young fella put somebody else in there. So I think the Jets will. For the Giants, 
you never know with Jerry Reese. I suppose he could. But um, to me, I, I would say that the science answer is no. And at this point, it would be a complete waste of a of a draft pick. And I'd be enormously disappointed if they bothered and wasted. Because I don't think there's anybody else left in this draft that would project to potentially being your next franchise quarterback. Right. I, I think if you're the Giants, um, you already, uh, you, you know, you have a back, you have a starter who is knock on wood, never injured, has never missed a start, is the current, you know, player with the most consecutive starts in the NFL, and, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, kind of, who knows, he's, you know, just Mr. Endurance in, in Eli Manning. And then you already have a backup quarterback on the roster. And so, to me, um, to just pick a project, and the Giants typically don't like to carry more than two, because Eli is so durable, they're not going to carry more than two quarterbacks on the roster anyway. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just a waste of a draft pick. And, I, you know, I don't see the reason to do it for the Giants. For the Jets, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, if there's right. somebody that at some point they like and see as a good value, you go for it. But, um, you know, I, 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 there's been talk with the Jets that they're, they've been kind of interested in the uh, quarterback from uh, Michigan. Their selection is in, and they're um, good. it's about to come up. Yeah, sorry yeah, about that. Sorry. Um, just, uh, the Jets potentially doing that. All right, let's see who the Bears Wow, Kevin White. What is I, – I, I was about to say I wouldn't. I, I would be surprised if the Bears didn't take Kevin White. Well, Lori's the mind reader. Well, look, look at you know they got, they got a new head coach in John Fox, and uh, and I, I just you know you know they're, they're going to let John Fox have some sort of say to make an impression here, and for them for them you know there is no corner uh, quarterback to replace Cutler, so you you try to give him a weapon. Yes, I think and really quick, uh, I do know that I do know that you are going to have to keep going. But yeah, I, I think this was a situation where you had um, value meet need at right. seven right. Right. and and right. that makes a lot of sense. That mm-hmm. um, so anyway, it does make sense. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's a, um, listen, Laura, I really want to appreciate you coming on to the program with us. Uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're going to, you're going to want to get into here to the Giants. Um, we'll let you go, bro, and hopefully we can catch up uh, when the football season talks. So, right, so appreciate it. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Laura, you want to move. Take care. All right, take care, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, awesome. Laura. Again, Laura. Oh, and Jay Robinson, everybody, from uh, SAN 6. Yeah, and I gotta say this uh, where the, where this one goes, you know, we're seeing we're seeing Kevin White come out now and uh, <clears throat> really just show his love to be a Chicago Bear. I think it's almost as if he knew he would be a Bear all along with the with the way he's looking out there. And wow, what a uh, well, what what a lousy uh, deal we got going on there. You forgot about Brandon Marshall yet? Yeah, um, uh, actually, <laughs> Marshall's history. Yeah, probably. At this point, I would Fair probably Marshall. say yes. 
Brandon Marshall, I think, is done. I mean, you know, you're still getting the facts on what Chicago is trying to bring to the table. To me, it does a bit make sense on what Chicago has done here with this pick. Um, you know, but uh, on the other side of things, I think when you're the Bears going into the draft, you got to realize something, and that when your key needs were actually, in fact, let's just say this, Marshall or no Marshall, you're going to get a wide receiver in the draft. I just didn't think they were going to get in the first round. That right there, I'll admit. Oh, definitely. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick for them. The Falcons are up next, man. And the Falcons, I, you know, they're the ones most likely to draft Beasley. They're, you know, Beasley has been the talk. I know that uh, when I look at it now and uh, with, uh, with these last-minute changes that were done, when I look at these last-minute changes uh, that have gone on here in, the, in, the, in this draft, in this draft, and I look at these mock drafts that were done, it now mostly shows shows uh, Bud Dupree now being being the most likely choice, and uh, two people out of uh, out of uh, five have picked uh, or six, excuse me, have picked uh, Vic Beasley, where where things have changed more to Bud Dupree. It shows you that they're going linebacker, and if you're the Falcons. Is this what you really want? Is this what you really want? I mean, this is um, or is the offense so more important? But, uh, but for when you're at Atlanta, there are some situations that you're going to have to go through. I mean, everyone, I mean, you've even said it before, you know, with the situation we've had, we talked about with Matt Ryan about uh, the receiving core, despite having Roddy White and Julio Jones on the team. I mean, Roddy White, to me, ain't the same like he used to be back in the day. Uh, then they got the offensive line. That, to me, is also just bad. The secondary, to me, needs some help. I mean, we can say that this team is really kind of jacked up around. And look also what we're talking about, the team that was also the, the team that was in the worst division last year, the NFC South. So what to expect? Oh, I know exactly what I you know, mean. Bob. Yeah, Bob big Bob. And, you know, and and the stock has changed on overall grades too. Vic Beasley has actually gone down. I mean, um, Atlanta they do have yeah, a not sure. structure, and that Vic Beasley does best. So you know he can't come off the court in a hurry. And I think their new coach Dan Quinn, I think that's exactly what he needs. You know. No, I definitely hear you. And Atlanta's pick is actually. In fact, in right now, as a matter of fact, uh, the Falcons pick is in. Um, uh, really quick, let's actually get to a couple of tweets here. Uh, this one is coming in actually for at Chris Dinkins. This one I hear says, for the mayor, what are your thoughts as far as what the Jets went through after getting Leonard Williams? Good pick for retweet, favorite for not good pick. Um, you got to retweet that, man. That's a, that was a very, very good pick. Like yeah. you said, man, and now that, that – the line is going, their defensive line is going to be a beast. Their defensive line is crazy. So, I mean, you know, it's a, I think it's a good pick to answer your question and get a shout-out and respect for the tweet, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, again, Atlanta is on the clock. Um, I think they go linebacker, really, when you look at it. Defense, I mean, obviously, everyone loves the phrase defense win championships. They are favored to maybe possibly – get someone like a Bud Dupree or even a Vic Beasley. So I'd say there's a key probably right here to go linebacker if you're Atlanta. I'm almost thinking Bud Dupree because he actually is listed higher than Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley's stock went from a 6.6 to a 6.0. Uh, you know, Bud Dupree went up 
But uh, if you look at this, the Falcons pick is coming in. I would almost think they're going to go linebacker here. I think with with what's still available out there, you know, if they can't get some protection, if uh, it's worth it for them to try to get uh, some protection, if I were them, I'd almost be looking at an Andrew Speed or a Leo Collins or a TJ Clemens for that matter. Uh, you know, you just get some protection going there. They made they they've also been projected by some to even be looking at. Uh, to, to, to be looking at uh, Devontae Parker, a wide receiver. You know, because they... We're going to see what happens here. I mean, let me, uh, let me actually ask Chris this one, because, you know, Chris and I, we are, we are, we're the division rivals here, the Falcons. Chris, can you, can, can you maybe agree with me on this one? Ever since Tony Gonzalez retired, this receiving core for the Falcons has literally hit rock bottom, and it's gone downhill, and it's gone downhill very, very bad and quick. So could we at least agree that maybe the problem issue might be that next tight end, which Atlanta is looking for? Yeah, they definitely, I mean, when they had Tony Gonzalez, they utilized him, you know what I mean? And he was, he was definitely um, a factor in helping them, you know, do what they need to do. So, yeah, a tight end would be nice for them, you know what I mean, to put it together. But, um, again, man, I'm, I'm kind of with Bob on it, man. You know, the big Beasley thing is kind of intriguing because, right. you know, Dan Quinn is defense and, and Beasley does what he does best on the defensive side. But, um, again, man, I'm not, I'm not mad at that either, Sonny, because when they, you said when they had Tony Gonzalez, they was doing work. And he's not there anymore. And he's not doing yep. work. Oh. All right, the pick is in. Here's the Falcons pick. Vic Beasley, there it is. I, I, I that, that, that was. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, he's happy. He's happy, but it's almost as if he didn't want it to happen. I almost think he was hoping to. Uh, I almost think he was hoping to go down a little more. I, you almost wonder that. <laughs> With Vic Beasley, look at him. He is, he is happy. He is smiling. He is happy. He's gonna. He's a top ten pick, so he's obviously going to get a big money contract. But I mean, you know, look at it. Look Giant at it on the clock. I mean, you know, look at him. I mean, I almost think he was wondering if he was going to go. He he wanted to go later on in the draft. Yeah, I, I'm not. You know, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say, oh well, he should have or anything like that. The should haves would haves here. Yep. If you, I mean, if I, I personally, no respect to all these other outside linebackers. I mean, to me, I think Beasley possibly the best pass rusher in the draft this year. Oh yeah, and I agree with you. I know that uh, I know that we had a guest on that uh, said said something otherwise where it goes, but you know, I mean, I had to, you know, I had uh, Vic Beasley going to the Falcons here in my draft. I mean, I had the, you know, I actually had the Dolphins. I was having faith that Leonard Williams would fall to uh, number 14, but uh, because I, th- I thought teams would be more strictly on covering the holes, holes, and especially the holes that have the most need to them. You know, you know Vic Beasley, to a lot of people, is going to go down to number 13 to, uh, to the New Orleans Saints, but I think, uh, I, th- I think that Bud Dupree or Paul Dawson may be the first pick there. I actually got Jalen Collins actually being looked at for number 13 there, but, but uh, you know, so, so far... Out of my prediction. Oh, we forgot about another defensive end who who could who could very well be someone that's uh, considered considered by a uh, that's uh, that could be considered by both the uh, by both the uh, Minnesota Vikings in the eleventh and by uh, both the Dolphins and the uh, and the uh, Saints at thirteen and fourteen because it's almost as if his stock dropped for no reason. And of course, I'm talking. And uh, 
And, of course, I'm talking about uh, Shane Ray. Yeah, the Shane Ray. His stock dropped. I mean, come on. We talked about this earlier. We talked about this this week, Bob. Come on. His value dropped so big time. They don't want to let him take him. They don't want to do that. Even though they could. But they don't want to do that. Um, What's up with Randy Gregory? He's dropped. And Gregory, I, I actually been unsurprised on why Gregory is still a bit available in the type of situations on what he's doing. Um, I, I, again, you know, everyone thinks on how some of these issues are going on with certain players, but I mean, I, I really, really like to do the comparison here in the draft day. But I mean, everyone thinks on uh, because of the way Gregory is, and of course, everyone likes to compare the situations are. But I'm looking at this as a as a on the field type, so. Yeah, for an example, Shane Ray got caught on a drug possession. Still, it's still going to drop his value mark. So uh, everyone's saying he might not go in the first round. He may not go in the first round. He can drop to the second. Uh, fans already speaking right now, uh, training right now for Shane Ray, that he might even possibly drop near to the third round. I doubt it, but it could still happen. Randy Gregory, that would be possible for Shane Ray. I don't think so. I mean, Randy Gregory, his stock dropped something fierce. Yep. But then some of these guys may even still be looked at in the first round, but just simply later on. You know, I mean, I had you know, Brandon Sheriff, that surprises me. I'm interested in seeing who the Giants are going to pick now. I'm more interested now hmm. in seeing how they're going to pick. I got I think they're gonna go I think they're gonna have to go Andrews Pete. I think if you're the Giants, you can go multiple. You can go multiple ways, Rob. Come on, you know this way better than I do. I think. Come on, if you're the Giants, you look at just what the needs are from last season. This is what scares me. I think if you're a Dolphin fan, I kind of be nervous about this. They might go for a guy like Landon Collins, though, because oh, that was one of their issues last year. The safeties didn't do a single thing, and I think Landon Collins kind of might just drop here to the Giants. Yeah, well, let's look at this another way too. You brought up Landon Collins. He could. He was someone who, after the first round, or not after the first round, after the first pick, could be the Giants. Here's the commissioner. And Landon Collins is the only first round worthy safety. Here we go. Wow, they still went offensive line. I didn't have Eric Flowers projected until later on in the draft. In fact, I, I think and I had Eric. Fact, for Eli. In fact, I don't even think I had Eric Flowers. He, I think I had him projected as an early second round pick. As I'm looking at my uh, my thing right now here, I had actually I had Eric Flowers uh, going to the Giants, uh, not, not to the Giants, but uh, whoever was number nine in the second round, which I believe was uh, which which I believe was, could have been the. Uh, could could have been the Falcons. I know that uh, the yeah, I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, and I had the Gi- and I had the Giants uh, being the ones picking up the first tight end in Max Williams. Man, the second round, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. Because I, uh, you know, I mean, there's the Chargers here. But... Most people had the Rams going. Uh, most people have the Rams going with Eric Flowers now. 
this the, this again, you know, and, you know, you got Andrews Pete still out there. You got uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's almost as if they're treating it as a foregone conclusion that they're going to go offensive line here. And you, like you said, I mean, you know, if we look at uh, if we look at draft needs here, and I, as I go back to the tracker here, and then and look at look at who's where, and I look at offensive line. I mean, you know, let's look at let's look at this. Oh, they haven't even pulled everyone off the offensive line who's been picked. Uh, you know, yeah, Brandon maybe. Sheriff is gone. Eric Flowers is gone. And here's a shocker: Eric Flowers is gone before Andrews Pete, Lael Collins, T.J. Clemens, and A.J. Can. Another offensive guard. That and that's what's up. bringing up, though. But that's that's the thing that's bringing up here. Why on earth are these other offensive linemen dropping? I mean, just be, I mean, we've seen uh, Sheriff, you know, despite of having a bad combine. Boom, he gets selected. And then before you know it, we got Flowers here. Boom, he gets selected. What's going on with all these other offensive linemen that certain teams do not see right in? I mean, come on, did Sheriff actually I – mean, what a Washington even saw in Sheriff. I mean, yeah, so he had a decent okay season last year in college. Nothing special. The same thing, I think, went for Eric Flowers. But, I mean, still, Andres P. Uh, Lanell Collins, these other offensive linemen, there's something going on here, and the question keeps coming up, why – are some of these offensive linemen should have gone before this person or that offensive lineman? Why are they dropping? That's what that's a question right now. I think we should throw out there. Oh, absolutely. I think that you know the the, the the combine a lot. You know, some people might put too much stock into the combine, man. You know what I mean? But um, you know, um, maybe they you know they seeing something that we're not seeing. You know what I mean? So again, man, you know, like you said, Sheriff had. Uh, a, a not so good combine, but Washington thought of him enough to take him with the fifth pick in the draft and make him the first offensive lineman selected. So they saw something, Sonny. I don't know what it is, but they saw something. Right. And we are actually really quick, everybody. Really, really quick. We are actually going to take our very first break of the show. We are going to come back. When we come back, we're going to announce the pick from the St. Louis Rams. They are on the clock, everybody. It's live NFL draft coverage. We got Sonny Bruce, Black and Bob, Derek, aka the Bears. Live NFL draft coverage, folks. Stay with us. <laughs> Join CyberBingo.com today and receive the warmest welcome with $25 free to play when you register. There's no deposit required. Simply sign up and start playing our great bingo games for free. With so many fantastic promotions and incredible cash prizes to be won, why not join the CyberBingo family today? At CyberBingo.com, this coming Saturday night is the big one. We will be playing a three-part event and awarding over $15,000 in guaranteed cash prizes, including a single minimum $10,000 jackpot to one lucky winner. Other high-paying games will play throughout the night, so don't miss out. Fun starts at 8 p.m. in our bingo tourney room. So come join us for an evening filled with fun and excitement, only at cyberbingo.com. Someone is going to win big, and that someone could be you. And welcome back, everybody, here into the live and subject coverage. So, like a Bob, we got Chris, the mayor, 
I'm your host, Sonny Cruz. The pick is into the St. Louis Rams. It's been a bit of a wild first round so far. Um, Chris, I will go to you first right now. Here are some of the key needs. Just a couple here. Wide receiver, secondary help for the Rams. Who is the Rams picking here, do you think? Um, we can go all over the place with it, man. Um, if it was up to me, gun to my head right now, I'm saying the Rams have holes on their line that need to be filled on the offense. A lot of versatility, um, offensive line. I think they're going to go offensive line, man. They still need some protection, man, for the, for the good running backs that they have. So I'm going to go offensive line. And um, with that, I'm going to say maybe Andrews Pete, man. I'm going to go Andrews Pete from Stanford. Yeah, this is yeah, this might, this might be the part right here. We're going to see a few Andrews Pete right here from Stanford. And, you know, I will actually say this. Let's not forget about some of the other ones like T.J. Clemmings who might just possibly go here to St. Louis as well. I will agree with you as far as offensive line goes. You've got to give some help, obviously, to the running game, provide some running space for it. And I think offensive line is the way to go here if you're the Rams right now. The pick is in currently. Uh, Bob, could we maybe see another offensive lineman for the Rams going here really quick? Bob is in the back shooting marbles. Yeah, I think we're back. Looks like just us. Just us for right now. Um, again, I think it's offensive line for sure. So, I mean, St. Louis, uh, despite of, you know, some of the offseason moves that they've made, uh, what they've done with Sam Bradford, I think right now is this offensive line to go. Uh, let's see if we got the commission coming out right now. Um, looks like in here he comes right now. I'm back now, too. I do apologize. I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you. The selection's coming in, but I'll let the selection say it. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm Andrus Pete. There it is. Oh! Wow! Oh, I guess. I'm going to I'm going to lay a 10-to-1 odds right now. That you're that you got, that that you got that you got Nick Foles grinning from ear to ear because now they're not going to be gunning. What? The hell was that? <laughs> what? Yeah, weren't they oh looking my after God. Trey Mason? Bad. What? Hold on, let me hold on. Let's take a breather here. Let's take a breather here. Last last year they got some snakes in. We all saw what talent he brought last season when he was in college and, a little, and sometimes in the Swagler season. So, the year, this year, in the first round, they go for Todd Gurley, another running back? Uh, they try, I, mean, I mean, this is absolutely bizarre. You could have gone for an offensive lineman for your running game if you thought that there were some problems with Trey Mason. You could have gone for a climbing star, Andreas Pete, a Rayo Collins. You're going to go for another running back and keep the offensive line the way it is right now? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is the first thing. I'm, this is the first time I'm really 100% disagree with. I am sorry. Wow. I don't want to say I don't disagree with you on this one. To the, to, the, to the Rams, I know Trey Mason is sitting there like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, I think Trey Mason's getting the uh, – I think he's almost getting the uh, the, the, the Cleveland Browns, the way the Browns McCoy. When they when they insisted on drafting um, when they insisted on drafting like they did and picking up uh, Brandon Whedon after they promised him they weren't going to go quarterback in the first round I mean that just shows you 
absolutely nuts. I mean, you're absolutely not, nuts. But what's Todd Gurley going to do for you, though? I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, again, capable, capable <laughs> player, but what's going to do? Capable player for I you. Mean, he might, he might, he, I don't know, man, because I, I was just going to say run back kicks, but nah, no. Uh-uh. I, you know, I, I, think, no. I, I think Nick Foles is grinning from ear to ear because now they're not going to be gunning for him. But come on, you should have just dealt with your offensive line. You don't pick, you don't make a sexy pick like that uh, until that, you have that, the foundations built. It's just thing. Why would you go for someone like a girly, knowing that you got some other challengers out there that are non-injury prone at that? I mean, if you're going to go running back instead of an offensive line of working and helping and fix that offensive line that was a bit of a struggle last year for this team, you could have gone like uh, uh, the kid out of Indiana who I like that might have possibly been over Gurley. Kevin Coleman or a Melvin Gordon type. Duke Johnson, T.J. Uh, Yelpin. I mean, Gurley, injury prone, going to St. Louis. The offensive line, I'm going to say, excuse my French, it sucks. And yes, I mean, <laughs> I, don't be surprised if this guy gets injured in preseason. Do not be surprised if Gurley gets injured in preseason. I'll end that fad. Wow. This, this. Okay, all right. Okay, I too. They can just have him, have him as insurance, but I don't know, man. I, 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 nobody saw that one coming. No one really did, and this shocks me because you know we're coming up to my Dolphins. You know we're slowly but surely coming up to them, and I think they need to work on their defense more. And to see this, you know, is almost assuring the Dolphins that they're that that they're they're going to do something that has been worn out, that's wearing the fans out, going for another offensive lineman. And no one's, no one's saying the Dolphins shouldn't go for an offensive lineman. There's just so many needs that, that your first round, you don't want to see it. You just don't want to see it be an offensive lineman. You want to see them work on the defense. I, to, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm with you. I don't agree with this. I think the move for Todd Gurley was a wrong move. I think, uh, you know, unless, and, you know, unless you're going to get lucky and move up in the second round and get yourself a, a, a good blocker in the second round, I don't see this being such a great move. Yeah, it's not. I mean, and I hate to repeat myself again. You go get a running back, you could have gone someone better. Non-injury. Yes, Pat. I mean, uh, I think you could have gotten something a little better if you even gotten running back. The question I would like to ask, the question I would like to ask Trey Mason right now, how do you feel about this pick? First round, if that. They're going to pay this kid first round money. What's this mean for you, Trey Mason? That's exactly what I would like to ask him. Uh, Bob, anyway, we can actually ask Trey Mason uh, via Twitter if we can uh, get his thoughts on this, please, on the show. Does Trey Mason want out? Does he want out of there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know what, though, man? You know what? You got to look at it like this, though, man. You know, um, injury notwithstanding, they want to make sure that Ty Gurley is completely healthy. You know what I mean? Add another dimension to that offense. That offense is going to be crazy. They still don't have, you know, Nick Foles is going to be their quarterback. Who knows? You know what I mean? But um, I, I, right. I, I'm trying um, to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Uh, Trey Mason is on Twitter. Trey Mason is on Twitter. Um but uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get this one. Unless they just try to stack up offense, you know that that Turk Tavon Austin, Trey Mason, Ty Gurley. Come on now, woo! Yeah, I mean it's, uh, it's a bit strange. Um, 
Um, moving on, though, as far as what we're looking at right now with the 11 the Pickens in for the Vikings. So last year, what we saw from Minnesota, Chris, uh, obviously, you know who they got a wide receiver. We got Teddy Bridgewater. And you look at some of the needs right now for this team. I mean, but you could go out of the way, I think, for what the Vikings are looking at here. Um, I think if I'm Minnesota, what you're going to want to do is another team that obviously needs offensive line help. Last year, the rookie, Teddy Bridgewater, got sacked over 70 times, that should tell you that there should be an offensive lineman going here for the Vikings. Here's the commissioner. Uh, here's the here's the pick for Minnesota. Paul, oh, you got to be. Oh, my goodness. What would they do? They got Trey Wayne. The Vikings like Trey Wayne. I was about to say that, too. The po- I wanted to say something here, too, about the possibility of them going and picking up a Trey Waynes. I, I personally don't agree with this. I don't agree with this at all, you know, I think. But I also think, too, that, um, you know, and, and uh, let, let's, let, let's look at this this way, too. They're going to say, why didn't you go offensive line? You know, is, do you have a GM and a coach whose jobs are on the line there in Minnesota? You know, I would have went with Devontae Parker. I would have, too. I agree with Wide receiver out of Louisville. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's uh, college teammate. Yeah, I would have, too. I'm with you. So, I mean, so hold on. So, Let's just say this. We could actually at least a buff agree on they should have gone offense. Offensive line to help it because, again, like I mentioned earlier, the stats stacked over so many times on Bridgewater. Wide receiver help, they could have also gone and give it for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they could have gone for a wide receiver, like you just said, out of Louisville, Devontae Parker. I mean, not so much even Devontae Parker, some Al- or Darrell Green Beckham from Missouri. They could have gone offensive line. Instead, they go for corner. I know that is one of their needs here via NFL.com, but still. You could have gone something to help your quarterback by two options. Wide receiver, give him a new weapon through the air, or B, get him some offensive line help, and hopefully he doesn't get sacked 70 times or plus again this upcoming season. So, I mean, this is one of those picks that I also disagree with. I'd say it's about 50-50 for me. Trey Wayne's a good athlete, very good cornerback. I like what I saw last year out of college with the kid when he was with Michigan State, but I think they could have gotten something better to help improve this team offensively. Okay, let's see who else is next. Uh, who's up now? Yeah, we got the Cleveland Browns. We got the Browns. We got the Cleveland Browns. We got the Browns. Uh, the Browns, I'm going to uh, Devontae Parker. The, them, I um, had them. you got to go wide receiver. you got to go wide receiver. Who, you get, who is out there? Who's on this team? Can anyone of you answer me on this? Who's on this team that is better as a Josh Gordon? The answer is nobody. Because now you've got to replace your star with Josh Gordon because the way he's been acting over the last couple of seasons now with the violations on what he's been having. So you've got to go receiver here for this. And here's the thing. You've got two picks in the first round. You've got the best of both worlds right now if you're at the Cleveland Browns. You're going to go wide receiver right here and guess the pick is in. Watch Drew Green Beckham, Devontae Parker coming up. If they don't, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah, I mean, this one from Miami. The, there's another good one. I mean, if this first pick isn't a wide receiver, I'll be surprised. You know, don't be too surprised if they insist on going Melvin Gordon right now, which was someone who uh, they're, they're possibly hey, hey. too. You know? Don't be too surprised. Hey, I mean, because hey, hey. uh, this is a team. Hey, how come nobody's about Danny Shelton from Washington, a defensive tackle? 
you know, I, oh, I know what you mean there. I was, I would, you know, I was looking at Danny Sheldon. Yeah. That's another good one. I know he's a nose tackle. I mean, you know, and you got some nose tackles that are listed high in the draft this year too. And nose tackles are hard to find. They're like centers. They're very hard to find, to come by that specialize in that position. I think it's going to be interesting though to see here what's going to happen. I mean, Cleveland is on the clock. I think they're going to go offense. There's no question on it. Uh, we are going to be back, everyone. We'll take a, just a quick, quick commercial break. We'll come back, get a breather. Cleveland's on the clock, actually. Their pick is in. Uh, Commissioner probably going to be coming up here in just a few seconds. We're coming back, everybody. Live NFL coverage on the Wacko Network. Stay with us. At CyberBingo.com, this coming Saturday night is the big one. We will be playing a three-part event and awarding over $15,000 in guaranteed cash prizes, including a single minimum $10,000 jackpot for one lucky winner. Other high-paying games will play throughout the night, so don't miss out. The fun starts at 8 p.m. in our bingo tourney room. So come join us for an evening filled with fun and excitement, only at cyberbingo.com. Someone is going to win big. And that someone could be you. Join CyberBingo.com today and receive the warmest welcome with $25 free to play when you register. There's no deposit required. Simply sign up and start playing our great bingo games for free. With so many fantastic promotions and incredible cash prizes to be won, why not join the Cyber Bingo family today? And welcome back, everybody, here into the, uh, the show. Here on the Wacker Radio Network, 646-478-5337. Get us up your comments and questions on Twitter, at Left Handed. That's for Chris, the mayor. We got also at Sunny Cruz one there on Twitter. Um, Cleveland, uh, we're still, they're still pick is in. Uh, we are still taking our time right now also. Um, just, uh, Chris, really quick, just your last quick comments as far as where Cleveland is at right now, in your opinion. Um, you know, they can go, they can go a lot of places, man. Um, I think that, uh, if they was to go offense, man, if it was up to me, um, I like the kids to do a set out of Miami. Um, Danny Shelton, give him some help on the defense. They need help wherever. So, one of them have a quality pick. I like Philip Dorsett to give him some speed on the outside because Dwayne Bowe is not the answer. Um, you know, he could fly. It'd be a good pick. But um, watch what he turns out to be, though. Philip Dorsett from Miami. Remember that name. And we're still waiting here, actually. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's, to me, it's a toss up for where Cleveland's at because there's some needs right now for both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Um, uh, I also think that there's, uh, there's probably going to be a quarterback taken from Cleveland somewhere later on in the draft. I know that is also one of their needs. I mean, we can all agree on McCown not getting it. Here is the commissioner now about to make the announcement pick. Danny Shelton, there you go. There you go. Danny Shelton. There you go. They went defensive tackle. They went defensive. You'd call it there, Chris.
I mean, you get a pass rusher like this in different places, right? Then you also go out, you get a help your defensive line. Danny Sheldon is out there. I mean, we saw him from Washington last season a couple of times. I've watched some footage on the guy. I think that this kid is going to be able to bring some talent on the edge. So definitely look out for this guy, especially in that entire division, once they start him. He is definitely going to get a start. You'll see. Yep. Yep. Danny Shelton, man. So this is uh, a I think give him a man on the defense. That's what they need. That's what they need. A presence. And I think Danny Shelton brings that. I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit shocked they didn't go wide receiver. I mean, maybe there's someone out there right now currently that they don't like. I mean, I just feel that, uh, you know, maybe wide receiver should have been taken. But, again, one of the other needs was defensive line. Uh, it was definitely a, a defense period. But, I mean, Danny Sheldon is a pretty good addition to look after the Brown situation here. So, definitely like to see some good things come from this kid. No doubt. 2015 NFL Draft Show live on the Wacko Bob Network. You got my man Wacko Bob, Sonny Cruz, and myself, the mayor, in the building, chopping it up live and direct. So, uh, New Orleans is on the clock right now. Another team that was also from the terrible division last year, the NFC South. Uh, of course, uh, Chris, our rivals, of course. So, we've already seen Tampa Bay go with Jameis. And then we've already, of course, seen, we saw the Atlanta Falcons, of course. They went uh, in their first round. They went linebacker. They got Vic Beasley. Now we're going to head and we're going to see if the New Orleans Saints get something here on Farber Dirk in this situation. And now, a lot of talk is already being made. They might go quarterback somewhere in this draft. I don't think they go quarterback here in the first round. Uh, this is another team I do think that possibly should get a linebacker or an off, or even possibly a, a, a tight end, in my opinion, after what the trade went down with um, with with with, with with, with uh, uh, Jimmy Graham. So should this possibly see as far as uh, where, where New Orleans should go? Do we think it's a Max Williams here, actually, Chris? That'll be my question to you. Do, do they get a, a Max Williams tight end, you think, just to replace Jimmy Graham's spot? Whew, New Orleans. Um, uh, I, I think maybe my, my thought was that they might be trying to find somebody to, to groom uh, for, uh, to replace Drew Brees. So um, right now I'm looking maybe a, maybe a quarterback. That's just me. Maybe a quarterback, a Bryce Petty, or somebody like that, to, to, to so they can kind of like get ready to replace Drew Brees. Now on the defensive side, Randy Gregory's still out there, man. He got some off the field issues, but he could be a great value. So I'm looking at either Randy Gregory or our offense for New Orleans. And linebacker, again, maybe a possibly good uh, scenario for them. Don't forget everyone, the kid that I also like as well. I like Paul Dawson also from TCU, so that might be someone else that they might want to go and wind up with as well. Pick is in. Uh, you know, linebacker, can't go wrong with it. One of their biggest needs from last season, I understand. Um, you also look at the facts, too, as far as from what their receiving core has been. They lost Kenny Stills this offseason. Um, so, and, then of course, like I mentioned just moments ago, they lost Jimmy Graham within a trade. They got Max Unger, a center from the Seattle Seahawks. So, I mean, this really can actually go any, anywhere. So, But one thing we could agree on, they don't need a center. They got Max Unger now on this team. So, you know, they, 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 I think the offensive line – Offensive line, I'm going to be a tad just a little surprised, but I think they go probably defense here for the uh, for the Saints. 
I'm I'm looking at a tweet now from uh, running back from the St. Louis Rams, Zach Stacy. He says, "Yikes on the Ty Gurley selection." Uh, so they better step. Everybody, all the running backs better step their game up in St. Louis. That you know, wow, people are shocked from that one. Woo! But that's why they had the draft, man. And we're in the building to talk about it, man. You know. I'm going to hang out with my man, Freddy Cruz, at Bob for about another half hour, man, and, um, you know, go from there, man. But uh, this first this first round started to get interesting. The first couple of picks, we kind of like it was boring, but now it's starting to get juicy now. Gurley at number 10 uh, from uh, uh, to the St. Louis Rams, you know, that was a well, – everybody's mouth fell open on that one. Uh, the first when the first, when the first 10 picks back, Freddy, real quick while we got some time, get people caught up. The pick is in, too, for uh, the Supreme. Well, well, right now, really quick, actually, of course, Janice Winston went to Tampa Bay, the first overall. The Titans select Marcus Mariota from Oregon. The third overall pick, the Jaguars, got Dante Fowler Jr. from Florida off outside linebacker, Amari Cooper, no doubt about it, to the Oakland Raiders, wide receiver. Shocker, also Brandon Sheriff to the Washington Redskins, offensive guard. Leonard Williams from defensive end from USC. This went to the Jets. Chicago picked up Kevin Wide, wide receiver. Vic Beasley to the Atlanta Falcons. Eric Flowers, offensive guard to the Giants. The Rams selected Todd Gurley, another shocker running back from Georgia. Cornerback Trey Waynes was selected by the Vikings. And uh, we also got Danny Shelton, nose tackle out of Washington, to the Cleveland Browns. And scientifically, think about it scientifically for the Browns. That's really not a bad pick. I I mean, who who else are you going to get to cover that middle? You're putting... Mm. You're, 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 you're looking at the Browns, and you're looking at it on a level where the Browns, where the, where the Browns know they could get it done at this point, and uh, you know, and you know, and to add add the strengths that they're adding, I think definitely makes sense. Make make sense from a uh, more of a scientific uh, uh, scientific theory of it all. <laughs> And I know we're uh, I know we're waiting to hear picks here, and uh, and is what's everyone still with me here? I'm in the building, man. Where's uh? Uh-huh. Yeah. I know a lot of people are here. You got me here. I know the Saints pick is supposed to begin, and then we come up to my, my Miami Dolphins. <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you right now, if Devontae Parker lands in the Dolphins' lap, it's going to be hard for the Dolphins to say say no to a wide receiver. Saints select. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go, offensive line. Who they go offensive line with? Andre Speed. Andre Speed. There you go. And there you go. I mean, you know, you're putting your, you're trying to put some assurance together there for Drew Brees, who still might have a couple of good years left in him too. So, and you're going to see the exact same thing happen, 15 picks from now with uh, the, uh, with the when uh, when it comes time for the Denver Broncos to pick. 
A lot of people have the Denver Broncos going AJ Can. A lot of a lot of others have them going uh, with the center. Well, actually, right now, as a matter of fact, um, we're actually going to hand it to Chris one uh, really quick to rack up on us for this one goes because the Miami Dolphins are officially on the clock right now. Rock the bomb. I know we talked about this numerous of times, but today on draft day on the show, who are the Dolphins picking? Oh, I, I'm with you. I would like to see them go, Landon Collins. But I think with the fact that only that only two wide receivers were taken, and uh, on paper, you have the third best uh, being uh, being a Beerman and um, and a uh, <laughs> and a uh, Devonte Parker. And uh, I hate to say it, I mean, you know, as much as I think they should wait till the second round, you know, where their wide receivers go, because wide receivers is huge this year. I'm looking at the fact that that the Dolphins should go and pick up, go and pick up a Landon Collins and have someone who can work close to a line of scrimmage that is very strong, you know, and make a tackle on the running back at the scrimmage. I actually kind of thought about this earlier, and I'm going to just say this. I think the addition that they added this offseason with Kenny Stills, to me, to me, I don't think it's really enough to say that they have their, you know, their number one receiver. So, you know, with all of that being said, I think finding a, a big target for Tannehill is, is, in fact, an option. Or, you know, I mean, I think that they can use a little help at the guard position on the offensive line. So I'm going to say I did think that Landon Collins would be in their lap safely is one of their secondary is uh, one of their issues, but don't be surprised if they go after a receiver here as the Miami Dolphins because there's the possibilities. They just might want to keep on adding weapons for Ryan Tannehill. You got the Parker up there. You got Jalen Strong. You got Brashard Pierman. So I mean, you got some uh, weapons out there. Some good receivers that are still available that can go here in the first round of the draft. I'm just saying. What oh, do you think, though, Chris? As far as Miami goes. Um, Miami, man, you know, uh, Bob is the expert, but I think that whatever they do, um, is going to be an improvement. I think that, um, with them, you know, losing, uh, the kid on the, on the defense, Deion Jordan, that's going to, that, that's going to impact their draft position. I think that Ryan Tannehill, I don't know how many times he was sacked, you know what I mean? But, um, they need some help on the offensive line. Um, I'm looking for Miami to go outside the box. Now, don't be I'm too surprised to go now. outside the box on this one, man. Don't be too surprised you know I mean? now if they go defensive um, end. Don't be too surprised if they go defensive end with Shane Ray landing in their laps now. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You know, I was I was thinking maybe more on the, on the sound like a, uh, I keep saying this guy's name. I don't know why. Um, I like some of Dorsett. Um, I like Melvin Gordon. You know what I mean? So I I, I want to see what Miami's gonna do. I'm interested in seeing if, if they're going to show up their offensive line. But like you said, Sonny, it's going to be a lot a lot of wide receivers. If they don't get taken in the first round, the second round is going to be crazy for wide receivers, yo. I mean, you got a ton of here. I mean, you got a ton of receivers here in this track of one. I mean, uh, there's going to be oh, easily over 30 wide receivers, I think, in my opinion, going into the draft. I mean, might even possibly be more. So I mean, we've already seen we've already seen a few a couple a few here so far going into for, to the uh, going over to Oakland. We saw uh, Kevin White. So I mean, come on, we got to. There's going to definitely be more receivers, and I think we're going to see another one here. I 
think Miami picks him up a receiver. Like I said, Landon Collins, that is one of their needs, secondary help. But I think but uh, secondary help on that, on that scenario, I think you go receiver to help out Tannehill and have some of these so-called know-it-all Dolphin experts. Yes, I'm talking to you, sir, on Twitter because he's tweeting me right now, and I just think that they're going to go over to get a receiver to help out Tannehill. Yeah, it makes well, sense. Like and I said, right now, and right now, currently, right now, currently, he is dogging on you right now. As a matter of fact, like a Bob, he still insists that you guys go uh, guard here. And he may not be wrong there. The Dolphin pick is in, but I mean, do you go and try and pick up an AJ Can? You know, a lot of people have AJ Can projected for the second round. A lot of people do. I mean, you know, that's not saying AJ Can isn't capable because he is capable. I just think the Dolphins are. Are you surprised there's been no trades yet? I'm surprised this one. This one wasn't the Dolphins trading down. If I were the Dolphins, I'm surprised that I'm surprised either the, I'm surprised the Jets or the Eagles didn't try to get up to uh, to get Marcus Mariota. That's one trade I'm surprised on. One by one of those two teams. I don't think I don't think really uh, Chip Kelly had really. Um, any pieces left, man? He got rid of everything, man. So I, I'm not surprised by that at all. But I just I don't I don't think he had anything left, you know, to to, to give away. That would be interesting to anybody. I'm gonna hang out uh, for a little bit, uh, a couple more minutes with my man Sonny Coos. Um, I had blast, man. I enjoyed myself. Um, Rocking with the first round with Sonny Cruz and Wacko Bob. I'm about to slide out, man. I'm gonna hang out for about two more picks, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to the show, man. And um, I had fun, man. Rock it out with y'all, man, in this first round of the NFL draft. I appreciate it, and thank you. And, Cat, if you're still listening to the show, Cat, we'll take your call. If you want to come in and join us with us, I'm going to say the Dolphins pick is in. Yeah, it's in. So who you got, Bob? I'm, I hate to say it, you know, as much as I think they need to work on the defense, I'm going to go, I think they're going to go wide receiver here. I think they got themselves in a pickle with some of the trades that they made and some of the uh, releases that they allowed to happen that, that is throwing them into this pickle. So, I mean, how, mm. do you not, how do you not go with them? I mean, plus you got the 49ers coming up. You got the Houston Texans and the Chargers. You know, the Texans, I think, are going to – Trey Mason just tweeted. Trey Mason just tweeted. Say less. Hashtag fueled up. It's going to be crazy if the Rams can't at the running back position. Yeah. Trey Waynes is ready to go. I mean, mark my words. I mean, you know, for them to do this, they may they may have a plan for, like, a second-round trade for Trey Waynes. Well, Trey Waynes was already drafted, so. Yeah. Trey Waynes already went. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, that. You know, I mean, you know, and uh, let me go back to my tracker here and, uh, you know, back to my mock draft, I should say. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah, I just think my is going to pick a receiver for some reason. I, I I like the addition because he did have at least a, a little bit of time of experience playing for, for Drew Brees, the addition of Kenny Stills. But other than that, I think that there's just one more need of a receiver, that receiver that Miami needs for Tannehill. Here comes the commissioner right now, folks. I had the uh, actually I had Trey Wayne going to the uh, to them. I got 
Who they picked? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. They left themselves with no choice but to do this. This was, uh, unfortunately, if they if they didn't let themselves lose, if they didn't let themselves lose um, 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 Brian Hartline, you would you would have seen them go 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 a different route. But you got to have a playmaker yeah, out I, there I, for I, Ryan Tannehill. So that's, a, that's another target for, for Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? To stretch the field. You know what I mean? To give him somebody like that, that that's going to be um, hopefully reliable for him. And um, I like the I like the pick for Miami. What do you think about the pick, Bob? I think it's the right move. I think it's unfortunately it's the right move. I don't like it, but it's the right move. Yeah, like I said, if you didn't let yourself, if you if you if you at least let Brian Hartline stay with you, you probably wouldn't have made this move. You probably would have waited till the second round to pick a wide receiver. But when you put yourself in the situation you did by getting rid of your three starters in the off season. <laughs> Excuse me. This is the type of thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Darn it. Offense, sir, like a bomb. But uh, for some reason, Devontae Parker, I haven't seen him even put up a smile right now here. <laughs> I really haven't either. I think, you know, now he's, now he's starting to, oh, yeah, hi, how you doing? Yeah, let me smile with him, even though I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, What's the commission? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wanted, I would have liked to have seen a Landon Collins, but I think this goes to show that Landon Collins is either going to the Steelers or the Eagles at this point. Right. The 49ers. Oh, they traded with the Chargers? San Diego. Yes, San Francisco just traded. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Really quick, everyone, just a show, just a show, just a show reminder here for the program, everyone. Uh, later on tonight uh, at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be joined with the uh, 205th overall pick from the 2003 NFL Draft, cornerback Troy Cox, who played and drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll be joined with him later on here in the show. Um, I just think, you know, with the trade now that this is going on, obviously now their pick is in San Diego. They have this uh, this is another team that I. Can't Keep repeating myself that can also a team that could go all the way because if you're the Chargers, if you're the Chargers and there were already speculations already about what's the next future, what's the next step going on for possibly on what's going to happen with Drew Brees, I mean, I just don't like the sound on everybody saying, that, oh, they're going to go quarterback. I think if you're going to say what's the next step for Drew Brees, you're going to say give him a receiver or help him with some offensive line. But then again, you can't go wrong by picking a running back. I think right here they're going to go with Melvin Gordon. Really, what was the last running back exactly we can remember that was successful at San Diego? But Damian Thomason was probably the best one. And then before you know after he retired, boom, everything went fall rock, rock bottom for this team. So don't be trying to pick up for a Melvin Gordon right here or something, even possibly a receiver. Yeah, they definitely need a running, a, a, a running game, a feature back, exactly, to take the heat off of, uh, off of what's going on with Phillip Rivers. So uh, I, I kind of agree with you, Sandy, that a running back would be uh, a good good look for the Chargers right here. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, I know that I originally had the Chargers going with Danny Sheldon, the nose tackle, and a lot of people had the Dolphin, uh, not uh, the, the Chargers going offensive line. But uh, you know, and uh, let me see here, you know, and uh, DJ Humphreys, I had him going to the Forty ers but I, 
you know, this this is going to be something here where uh, where uh, you know, you know, either side of the ball could do something here. But I agree with you. Go and get a running back and really and really change up the way you play the game. It's Melvin Gordon. It has to be Melvin Gordon. And then it's not going to uh, – here's the commissioner. San Diego goes about to mount the pick. Here we go. 15th overall. Melvin Gordon told you. There you go. It makes sense. It has to make sense. The first and the last running back that did not that everything went downfall for this team. Last great running back they had was Ladanian Tomlinson. That was it. Everybody else that they tried out was just not there 100. percent Melvin Gordon's going to be that next running back that's going to be able to carry this team with the rushing yards. Guarantee you. Yeah, Melvin Gordon is going to be a beast, man. Now this this shows you something. Hey, yo, I'm about to fly out, man. I'll talk to y'all, man. All right, peace. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. All right, so Chris is going to head on out, folks. Uh, but, you know, again, I just feel that this is one of those picks that also we kind of saw coming. Everyone might have predicted also the same one for Todd Gurley also. Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. Oh, we might see them go to Minnesota because the situation with Peterson. We might see them go possibly to the Dallas Cowboys if they would have stood up in their draft board that long. But, no. And, I mean, the talk really to me was still surprised. It's still shocking. But Melvin Gordon, this pick, I can actually say, makes sense perfectly. I mean, you can't go wrong with Melvin Gordon. Get out an absolute phenomenal season last year at college in Wisconsin. Makes sense. They're going to have fun with this kid this upcoming season. Guaranteed. Automatic starter. Yeah, so this is gonna be, this is gonna be good. I mean, you know, and this shows you: are the Cowboys still gonna go running back in the first round? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the Cowboys were actually aiming for Gurley and Gordon. That's my, my that's my issue here with with the now. Both gone. Both have been drafted. And if they still go running back, the only other uh, reliable, capable running backs I do see, Kelvin Coleman. Here's the thing. Every analyst out there that has done their mock drafts did not have three running backs go in the first round. That's my issue here. Another one, you got Duke Johnson, the kid I like from Miami, Florida. Another one, T.J. Yellen from Alabama, who made some noise last season. Um, I'm going to keep them. Just one more name here. What about David Cobb from Minnesota? These are names right here that I think Dallas will be able to pick up. But now Melvin Gordon's off the charts. He's off to San Diego. Todd Gurley's off the charts. He's off to the St. Louis Rams. Crazy pick still. We're going to see now what happens here. The Houston Texans are on the clock. Shall we remind you also last season who the Houston Texans selected? Jadavion Clowney. Well, I don't know if they're going to go for a defensive line this year, but but uh, we'll wait and see what happens here. Just as far as though as Houston goes now to continue on here at the program, as far as the Houston Texans are concerned, this is a team really also that I feel that can use a little bit of help at the receiving core. Andre Johnson's not getting younger. I also feel that they can also use some linebacking, linebacker help. So there's a possibility, This the Houston Texans, there's a possibility right here the Houston Texans could get, in fact, get Darrell Green Beckham from Missouri or Jalen Strong. 
since they are in need of receiving core. So th this right here is something definitely to look at if you're used to that. And like, yeah, the pick is in. Uh, you know, Houston's one of the main problems that Houston I saw last season, week one through 17, no question. They had problem in controlling as far as where the receiving court went. Defensive-wise, it was just all about the linebackers, missed tackle here, missed tackle here. So uh, really, it can go from linebacker to receiver, or or you can even go from corner. Those are some of the th some of the just couple of the needs right there that they need. The pick is in. We're going to take a break, everybody. We will come back. We will announce the Houston Texans pick, 646-478-5237. Call in and give your thoughts from your team. We're taking a break. It's live NFL draft coverage, folks. Stay with us. At CyberBingo.com, this coming Saturday night is the big one. We will be playing a three-part event and awarding over $15,000 in guaranteed cash prizes including a single minimum $10,000 jackpot for one lucky winner. Other high-paying games will play throughout the night, so don't miss out. The fun starts at 8 p.m. in our bingo tourney room. So come join us for an evening filled with fun and excitement, only at cyberbingo.com. Someone is going to win big, and that someone could be you. Join CyberBingo.com today and receive the warmest welcome with $25 free to play when you register. There's no deposit required. Simply sign up and start playing our great bingo games for free. With so many fantastic promotions and incredible cash prizes to be won, why not join the CyberBingo family today? It's your friend, the audiophile, here on the Wacko Network. While you're familiar with my various programs on the network like The Audio Files Archive and my appearances on other shows, you may not know I am the owner of Vinyl Rock Source Mail Order. VRSMO has a great selection of hard-to-find and out-of-print LPs, CDs, music DVDs, music Blu-rays, audio accessories, and so much more. We stock great reissues and box sets by some of the world's best artists. If you're a Pink Floyd fan, you can't go wrong with the group's brand new and final studio album, The Endless River, available on CD, deluxe CD, DVD, deluxe CD, or 2LP vinyl. This is by far the best seller in VRSMO's history, and it's only been out for a few weeks. So I recommend you stop by www.vinylrocksource.com and check out all the deals for you or that music fan in your life. You'll be glad you did. That web address again is www.vinylrocksource.com. Don't forget www.vinylrocksource.com. And we are back, everybody, here to the Live NFL Draft Coverage Show on the Wacko Radio Network. Sonny Cruz and Wacko Bob here. Uh, Chris uh, did stay on with us uh, for close to two hours. Shout out to him. Also, shout out to Lori Robinson, everybody. If you missed that interview earlier from WFAN 660 New York, you'll be sure to listen and download this episode directly after it's over on the Wacko Radio Network, Block Talk Radio, slot forward slash the Wacko Radio Network. Hit me up on Twitter at Sunny Cruise One. Call in at 646-478-5337. I mean, uh, again, and at the end of the day, when you are the Texans, I feel that looking at some of the things, I mean, they just finished above 500. I mean, and then you also look at last, uh, you know, back in 2014 with J.J. Watt, who was a 2014 Defensive Player of the Year. So we can all agree there's no need for defensive line. Here's the commissioner. 
uh, to announce the Houston Texans pick here. Wow, Kevin wow. Jackson. Unbelievable. So they go corner. It's still expanding their deep. And to have Kevin Johnson be there like that almost made sense and almost looked like it was tailor-made for this team. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you're going to have Clowney coming back. You know, this is the Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully Clowney will have a great season after getting injured right away like he did. I mean, to have him, to have Kevin Johnson, to have uh, <coughs> the other one that uh, that really was the defensive player of the year. Um, God, what's his name again? J.J. Uh, Watt, yeah. J.J. Yeah, Watt. I mean, I think yeah, but J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, once we see a, a healthy Jadavion Clowney, the, the defensive line will probably have its boost back up. Watt uh, one won't have to do everything himself, but the pick does make sense. I think the reason why they kind of win with here, don't forget everybody, one of their other corners is about to contract is about to get, um, expire pretty soon. You look at their current corner, uh, Jonathan Joseph's contract is up right after the 2015 season. The Texans, I mean, they looked on the outside receivers slots um, and there was something. So this is, I think, why they go out and they pick someone like Kevin Johnson. I can actually say the pick makes sense. The pick makes sense. It was one of their needs, and I think that they're going to do pretty good now with the secondary help that they got from Johnson. He had a really good season last year at Wake Forest. Hopefully he can bring his momentum. He can bring his trade game all the way out to Houston. I see this kid probably – I see this. Uh, I see him uh, making a very good few interceptions this upcoming year. It makes absolutely sense. So let's actually get some tweets, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's see. Uh, before we do in the second hour, we do have a few right here. Here, this one is recapping some of uh, so, 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 some of uh, what we've already seen here from uh, from uh, the first overall to the 16th. Here. This one comes in and says, "My shocker so far was out of that was Brandon Sheriff going out to Washington. Thought they could have gotten someone better. Was still shocked and so hashtag since." Now the one right here comes in saying, "I like seeing a wide receiver go over to Chicago because it makes sense. Now Jay Cutler has someone to really throw to and a succeed receiver." Hashtag Bears. Hashtag Draft. Another one right. Here comes and saying, I was really surprised that Cleveland went for nose tackle and Danny Shelton didn't expect that. Thought we'd go without a doubt running back since the last running back was a bus rush. Hashtag Trent Richardson, hashtag Browns. I mean, you know, again, again, uh, I think uh, the last running back, you know, of course, was uh, Ben Tate, in case you guys forgotten. He hardly did anything for them. And yes, San Francisco is picking here. But, I mean, I think uh, what Cleveland did there kind of made somewhat of sense. Um, but, I mean, going off to San Francisco now, what this team needs, uh, we're to start. I mean, after all, they fired the coach hardball last year. So, San Francisco, their pick is officially in after trading uh, trading. But the San Diego Chargers, they can go. I think one of their needs here really is, without a doubt, uh, defensive defense. I think they can go for a pass rusher. I think they can uh, probably go for a linebacker. But for some reason, I got the gut feeling they're going to go for someone like a Landon Collins. Uh, now, for who do I think makes sense right now currently if I had to pick one? This might be the part where we're going to see Paul Dawson a Bud Dupree or a Randy Gregory going out to going out now to San Francisco. Because, I mean, you know, they did lose, I believe, one of their starters. Uh, yeah, go on. Let me bring up another name here. Let's go inside linebacker here. Let's look at Benardrick McKinney here. This is something the Niners could definitely uh, also run with, too. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean but I, it's an easy baker gift set. I'm just going to need a pass rusher, though. That's my issue. You see, that's my issue. They're going to need a pass rusher. And is Bedardrick McKinney that one? I mean, he did rush the quarterback last year when he was with Mississippi State. I understand that. I saw some footage with him. But I just feel that with someone like a Shaq Thomas, Paul Dawson, and Bud Dupree, I see them actually getting after the quarterback faster. And besides, if anyone else wanted to see this on this one, Gregory and Dupree actually – have pretty good footwork to get to the quarterback. So here we go right here, everyone. San Francisco is about to select. And let's see what San Francisco does here. I mean, this will be interesting. Uh, you got defensive line coach. Who Eric Armstead. Wow. Eric Armstead, defensive end. Shocker. Shocker. Tucker, man, you know, I got the Dolphins projected. I got the Dolphins projected at Benardrick McKinney in the second round. I also have the Dolphins also projected to go linebacker in the second round. But, uh, you know, now it's, again, you know, the whole issue now with defensive end. Don't be too surprised uh, if the Dolphins uh, decide they're going to try to make a trade now. I mean, it's absolutely a bit. I mean, but the pick, though, just a quick analysis on this one. Eric Armstead. I, I kind of saw the defensive line. I mean, I was waiting for to see when he was going to go. That's the thing. And I think with Armstead's, uh, I, he has a little bit of issues with his footwork. I think he can overcome that if he has the right coaching abilities. I think San Francisco is out there to be able to get this situated. For Morgan, though, I mean, he's I mean, he is a big guy, six foot seven. So I, I think he's probably going to be able to fit pretty good in the San Francisco organization. Oh, I, I know, and I agree with you on that one totally. Uh, where where this goes and. Uh... <coughs> Oh, excuse me there. I mean, and, uh, actually, uh, uh, Kansas City's pick is actually in, but uh, really quick, a tweet, an angry tweet, actually, right here. This is uh, from 49er fan. He says, why on earth have when we not yet picked a quarterback? I'm so sick and tired of Colin Kaepernick. He cannot throw the football no more. His last couple seasons coming into the NFL was a fluke. Hashtag 49ers. Hashtag draft mistake. I'm sorry, but after, hold on. after Marcus Mariota got picked along with Jameis Winston, there's no first-round-worthy quarterbacks. There really aren't. Who'll be the next quarterback? Brett Huffley? Bryce Petty? I mean, uh, Nick Marshall? I mean, none of these are, these are all second- and third-rounders. The only first-round picks were obviously Winston and Mariota. If there were to be a first another quarterback, who would it be? I... Grayson from Colorado State, humbly I would say, that'd probably be it. And that would even be a bit of a shocker. Yeah, I mean, but San Francisco, no. I think they're going to stick with Colin Kaepernick for another few more seasons. I think I think they got no choice. I mean, you know, like I said, build your foundations before you decide to uh, go sexy. I can understand there's a lot to worry about, though, too. So, I mean, you know, you got that to think about, too. So, really quick, as far as you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are officially looking at right here. Um, so, you look at what Kansas City has done now for the last couple of seasons now. Um, I, 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 this is also a team that is also in desperate need for defensive line help, uh, also in need as well for an offensive line. And here's the thing. If you are Kansas City, you're ex-Ryan. You're, you're definitely going to want to try to fix something to where this goes. Right or wrong, you're going to want to fix something as to where – 
try to get offensive line to whoever's going to be your starter, quarterback, or provide some receiver help. I think they go defense here, corner, linebacker, defensive line, for some reason. I think they go defense here for where Kansas City is going to be pushing it at, in my full opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and see what happens here. We're going to take a last quick break here, and then we will come back, and we will keep on talking about Kansas City to where this one is. The pick is in. We'll be back, folks, in a few moments. Stay with us. At CyberBingo.com, this coming Saturday night is the big one. We will be playing a three-part event and awarding over $15,000 in guaranteed cash prizes, including a single minimum $10,000 jackpot for one lucky winner. Other high-paying games will play throughout the night, so don't miss out. The fun starts at 8 p.m. in our bingo tourney room. So come join us for an evening filled with fun and excitement, only at cyberbingo.com. Someone is going to win big, and that someone could be you. It's your friend, the audiophile, here on the Wacko Network. While you're familiar with my various programs on the network, like the Audiophiles Archive and my appearances on other shows, you may not know I am the owner of Vinyl Rock Source Mail Order. VRSMO has a great selection of hard-to-find and out-of-print LPs, CDs, music DVDs, music Blu-rays, audio accessories, and so much more. We stock great reissues and box sets by some of the world's best artists. If you're a Pink Floyd fan, you can't go wrong with the group's brand new and final studio album, The Endless River, available on CD, deluxe CD DVD, deluxe CD Blu-ray, or 2LP vinyl. This is by far the best seller in VRSMO's history, and it's only been out for a few weeks. So I recommend you stop by www.vinylrocksource.com and check out all the deals for you or that music fan in your life. You'll be glad you did. That web address again is www.vinylrocksource.com. Don't forget www.vinylrocksource.com. And we are back, everybody, here live on the NFL Draft Coverage Show on the Wacker Radio Network. Uh, Kansas City pick is uh, in. Uh, let's see. I know, I know um, a couple of years back, we all know what their first rubber all was back in 03. Eric Fisher was a tackle back in 2012. Just a quick update with the 11th overall defensive tackle, DeAndre Poe. Also, we do know what Jonathan Baldwin, remember from 2011 wide receiver. If you guys remember that with the 26 overall pick, just a quick update on some previous Eric Berry from 2010 with their safety. He was a fifth overall pick for Kansas City. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's it's up to grabs right now for Kansas City because there's so many ways that this, this can actually possibly go. And here comes the commissioner. I just think they're going defense. Here's the commissioner Goodell to announce it for Kansas City. Well, it's... Uh... Wow, there you go. Marcus Peters. Yeah, they said defensive back, and they actually mean cornerback. And uh, good pick. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's a good pick. It's a good pick for the Chiefs, although although Chiefs really need to start considering their offense a lot more because, uh, because let's face it, they got, they, they're going to go another year with Matt Castle. And uh, quarterback could be another one. Now, another now another thing that happens in the second or third round with the with the Chiefs. 
And not just only that as well, but you also look at the way Marcus Peters had played last season. Everyone thought that this kid was actually going to be top-notch and possibly a top-ten corner. Everyone thought that he could have gone way before Kevin Johnson, Trey Waynes, even some of the other safeties out there that were even that so far have that really so far having them been drafted, which he did so far. Lenny Collins hasn't been drafted, but now Marcus Peters, he goes out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Huge upgrade. Big improvement. Guarantee he's going to make a lot of success with that secondary. And we do actually have a couple of tweets right now regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. This one right here from Admiral and Rager. He says, no doubt it's a good tick. I just feel now that their secondary is going to be a lot, lot more difficult for my Oakland Raiders to get by now with. Good thing we got Amari Cooper. Hashtag Raiders, hashtag Chiefs, hashtag NFL Draft. Another one right here comes in saying, this is from Chief for Life, says, watch Kansas City do a big upgrade on cornerback. Oh, wait, we just did. Go Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, again, oh, wow. Peters is a good corner. He's definitely up secondary. And the clowns. And the pick is in for Cleveland as well. And uh, we're, we're going to see how they go with this one, too, because, again, wide receiver helps out there. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, and we, we already saw where the Browns went with their first pick. We already saw what they went with their first pick. I, you know, let's, well, let, let's look at this one here. Having a second overall, uh, you know, having a second pick again in the first round. I, uh, I, you know, if, they, if they go quarterback here with, with a second pick in the first round again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this team the cur- most cursed team. Because uh, you know, they're, they're the types that would be crazy enough to go and pick another another cornerback that really shouldn't have gone in the first round. They they would. I mean, I respect their first pick. Well, they got a nose tackle with the 12th. They got a nose tackle with the 12th pick. I mean, so they got Danny Schultz. And here, this trade, I mean, this was originally the Bills, but it's still last season, the offseason doing a trade. I mean, here's, some of just, here's a couple of the current needs for the Cleveland Browns right now. Wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, linebacker. Now, they already fulfilled one. That was their defensive line. They already got a defensive lineman now, so that's one out of their defense. Their other defensive need is the linebacker, which I do understand. Last year, the linebacker was absolutely ridiculous all over the place. But seriously, in this draft, you know they're going quarterback. There's no way at all they're going to let McCown, after what happened last season, go ahead and start up on this situation, especially with the way they treated with Brian Hoyer, wide uh, receiver they need, tight end. They Basically, they need a whole. They need receiving help. Period. Oh yeah, definitely. And and and, to, and this might this this might even be the shocker where everyone didn't even expect. They might even pick someone like a Clive Wall for a tight end. They might pick Max Williams. They might go out and pick Nelson Aguilar from USC, a Devin Smith from Ohio State, uh, Jalen Strong, who I know is still available from Arizona State. So. I think they're going to go receiver. In fact, I don't. I don't think they have to. I think they need to. They don't have any other choice. Gordon is done, and it makes sense to go receiver. Otherwise, what's the use of having a second pick here in the first round? You already got one of your needs done, right? Yeah, you do. So now you're going to go out there and get yourself a receiver. And if you go quarterback, if you do go quarterback, which is another part of your needs, it's got to be Humphrey from UCLA. Other than that, it's either Bryce Petty, but no doubt. If you go for him in the first round, you know, with an extra pick, then you're justifying the name that they call you, the Cleveland Clowns. That's number one. Number two, if right. you do. they need to go. They need to go. Uh, you know, they they need to go, and uh, and they're showing what they've picked all the time. 
when they when they've had more than one. No, they've let, you know they've had Brady Quinn, they've had Brandon Whedon, they've had Manziel last season, correct? Right? Yeah. And I just don't see it. I'm gonna be honest. I just do not honestly see it at all whatsoever. If they go for another quarterback. And yes, I am receiving a tweet right here. This one says, recently you mentioned earlier about the Browns either picking another quarterback in the first round. Watch them pick a quarterback like a Grayson or a Humley. They're going to be the exact combination of Whedon and Brady Quinn. Hashtag Browns draft. You know, again, I don't want to compare these at all, but uh, is it fair to say if they go for quarterback here? Yeah, they'll be cursed for sure. Because none of the quarterbacks that they've picked in the first, now the last few times here in the draft, haven't succeeded. Everyone was stoked on Manziel last season with Johnny Manziel. Oh, he's going to be the next Super Bowl champ. He's going to bring the, the, the Browns up to the Super Bowl. He's going to make them go to the playoffs. He's going to help this team win a playoff game. So, I mean, it, it's, uh, everyone is still stoked on what's going to happen with Johnny Manziel. So, do they go quarterback? No. It makes sense, especially knowing that you've given a lot of money to a guy that – Hardly won anything last year with the Buccaneers, Josh McCown. We're going receiving court here, no question about it. Well, let's go one step further here when you look at this, you know, and you're bringing it up. They've got to go receiver. I think Darrell Beckham Green is one you've got to look at. Um, you, know, you, know, you know, he's still out there. Um, um, God, uh, who else is out there with the uh, receiving wide receivers? I mean, you know, I mean, you know a bunch of them were. Darrell Beckham Green is probably the best of the. Uh, I like I like Devin Smith from Ohio State, and of course, the one that people don't really like to talk about for some reason. I don't know what's going on with Sammy Coates. I think he's going to be a second round pick for someone from Auburn. Actually, I got Coates actually going uh, as the last pick in the first round. Actually, I I got him going with the uh, with the New England Patriots. But I, I do, I do, I do agree. I do believe that this is going to be. This is going to, this is going to be where, uh, where, where, where the Browns are going to have to say anything but quarterback at this point. Anything but quarterback. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, and you do need help at quarterback. Here comes the Brown. You do need help at quarterback. I mean, you weren't, you weren't far enough to. Uh, to resign, like you should have, you know, and uh, and Brian Hoyer. Now you're in a situation now where you're going to have to. Uh, what is it? Oh, you got to be kidding! You got to be kidding me! Come on! Yeah, the Browns are just killing themselves. What happened? It's like Cameron Irving from FSU Center. Cameron Irving. Well, McCown is an answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. They got one of the best centers in the NFL today. And they go and they go with Cameron Irving? Come on. I'm sorry. This is what, I what what happened? Did the injury change change what's his name? Uh, uh what was his name? I kind of get the sack with Joe Thomas, you know, he is getting older, they want him blood now, but I mean, you gotta get a receiver. You've got to get a receiver. Seriously, who is on this team that you're going to throw to? I mean, you know, if this is their way of trying to play it safe, they may be, they're probably thinking about trading their center. You know, and you'll probably be lucky to get a second-round pick for that center. You can even probably even try and trade for them within, that within 24 hours, but come on. 
Yeah, I didn't expect this at all. I mean, looking at this situation, I don't. I I just don't agree with it. I mean, just think about this. If you're the Cleveland Browns, think about this, Browns fans. Listen to this one. You could have actually gotten something to help out really your offense instead of getting a center. You could have done a wide receiver or a tight end at that. And if I'm looking at this correctly here on my notes, a center was not even part of their needs. Then again, you know what? It's a courtesy pick from the Buffalo Bills, remember? So, I mean, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's, it's no waste. It's no waste at all. I mean, and if that is what you're thinking about, straining Joe Thomas, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you one thing, but his injury that he had recently, he is definitely going to – his value of training is going to drop, and he's already in the 30s now, so it's, it's not going to be easy at all whatsoever. But Cameron Irving, I don't know. I definitely disagree with this. This is another pick that definitely shocked me. They go offensive – first they go defensive line, then they go offensive line. They fix both of their lines, basically, on both defense and offense. Disagree. You could have gotten someone better at the wide receiver court. Just imagine, you could have gotten a – could have gotten a – Jalen Strong, for an example, or a six foot five kid, Darrell Green Beckham, Darrell Green Beckham, who definitely could have provided a lot of support for your receiving court for this team. So, I, I, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm speechless. Other than that, I thought it's a waste of a pick. Really, that's the way I look at it. And now the Philadelphia Eagles are up, and this is where I'm going to say. Landon Collins is going to have uh, Landon Collins is uh, the, is the possibility here for uh, for this Philadelphia Eagles team. Don't be too surprised though. Again, you know the Eagles may be as a team that's always been known for trading down a lot. But you know, but uh, you know, since Chip Kelly came over and took over this team, they haven't been trading down. They've just simply been picking, and uh, and uh, this is one of those deals where where now this is where where it gets interesting. Number he's either Landon Collins. He either goes to him or he he goes to the Steelers at number twenty-two. And if I but if I'm the Eagles, and I don't know how you feel about this, where do you think the Eagles take care of their need the most? Where do you go? Philadelphia. Um, again, I was shocked that they didn't uh, try to trade up to get Marcus Mariota. It's all up for grabs right now. But I think with Chip Kelly. Uh, now, if I had to say where, where I think where they go, I mean, if you're going wide receiver, that's a thing. I mean, m- most of their needs are kind of on defense. So I'm going to be honest. I think they kind of go corner here. Although this might be, like I said, this might be where Darrell Green Beckham goes, but this also might be where Gregory and Collins might land up as well. That's a thing for me. Let's so put, let's put I think not only they go. But Collins, if Collins goes here, what's the next step exactly? Exactly what is the next step? Because, if you, I mean, you know better than I do here that this team can definitely use every single strength of help on what's about to happen. So don't even think about on how oh, they can try to pull an upset here. They might surprise everybody and all that good stuff. I mean, come on. We all know this for the fact on it. We know all of this for the fact. I mean, they're going probably defense. I think they go defense because why? It makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense on what their needs are. What I saw last year, there was some there was some unacceptable consequences that I had seen. All came from the defense. Everyone wants to brag about, oh, our corners are all good. Well, guess what? 
you were close to being dead last. I think you were ranked 24th or 25th in your secondary last season. Yes, the kick is in. And then you do acquire Sam Bradford for the Ram, from the Rams for Nick Foles. Then you acquire Kiko Alonso, right, in this offseason for LaShawn McCoy. And I know I might be speaking out of terms, but after losing to Sean McCoy, don't be surprised they might go for a Taven Coleman. Do not be surprised they go for Coleman. I know what you're saying there, but uh, let's also look to the fact that you said secondary help. What? Because of what they got with DeMarco Murray, too. And the Eagles selects. I I was thinking Jalen Collins myself. Well, I did. You know, I said somewhat of a receiver. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think this. I didn't think this. I mean, this is a bit of a shocker. But the wide receiver makes a bit sense. Um, you know, when you get Nelson Algar, I did check some stuff on him last year uh, from when he was with the Trojans of USC. Um, a bit of a surprise, actually, really. But uh, I think Algar uh, is going to be able to do a lot of good things. Not really tall, just six feet tall. Um, and I think. He'd be able to at least provide something. Everyone wants to say, well, I, let's say some of the draft rooms right here, we got people who are overreacting saying, hey, we got Alicar, the next uh, the next Deshaun Jackson, which I highly doubt. But, I mean, uh, you, know, you could definitely for root for it. I just feel that uh, this pick with the wide receiver, I said receiver, but I didn't think it was going to be Alicar. I thought it might have been too overrated. No, I was wrong, though, where this goes. And they did, I think they could have gone defense, though, for where it helped. But they said, I think here they need receiving help. And I'm guessing they're feeling like this because why? Why? They got Bradford over. They're going to want to put more weapons for, up for him. That I can understand. But seriously, you could have gotten someone, I think, a little bit better than I think Allegar. No, definitely. I agree. I totally agree there. I, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, this is, you know, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, you know, like I said, surprise. You know, they're comparing him to Randall Cobb, but come on. Come on. I hate you don't do that. I mean, um, I've seen some of the footage here, but, I mean, really, when you look at that, I, mean, you, you could, I think you're a bit of a high explanation now on comparing him to a Randall Cobb type. I don't think you did quite get You have not even seen the kid play yet, a single snap. Um you know, but uh, Nelson Aguilar, I think it's a good addition. I think they could have uh, derailed Beckham Green. Um, I think it would have made a little bit more sense. Let's see. Uh, I mean, you do have some improvements here with Murray, Bradford. Don't forget they do have, of course, uh, Jordan Matthews here. And, of course, who else? But forget about Riley Cooper. Um, we'll definitely, and uh, do know Cincinnati's uh, the old Cincinnati pick is in. But uh, just last year on Philadelphia, you know, Chip Kelly, I know, he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what he's doing. So, that after fans probably pretty good excited about this. Let's take a look actually really quick, guys, at Cincinnati's uh, situation here right now, heading in with the 21st overall pick. Um, so we mentioned it early on, uh, you know, so far this week here on several shows. You know, we've said about numerous of times that they, they, I mean, everything is all mixed up. They can go defense. They can also go offensive line, a wide receiver. Here's my issue. I think if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, what I saw while Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu, you know, offer nice complimentary receivers next to A.J. Green, I think the Bengals could really use an effective slot man. That's just my opinion. You know, and I know offensive tackle makes sense with their, um, with, uh, with, uh, uh, what's his name? I know he's turning in his mid-30s this season. Uh, 
with uh, Rick Ford, Andrew Whitford, if I'm not mistaken. But I think the Bengals can look out, look for, look for some type of potential replacement for a nose tackle. So don't be surprised if they go defensive line here, or if they even go for a spot wide receiver. So that's what I think. I think they're going to go defensive line, wide receiver, something like that. This might be where I think Green Beckham is going to possibly end up. Or you know what? This might be uh, the this might be the place where Shane Ray's going to put up. This might be the place where Shane Ray's going to be selected at. I know we've already talked about him. Um, I know the trouble that he got into just this previous week, but I think that Shane Ray. This might be one of those places where I think Cincinnati and Marvin Lewis is going to possibly look at Shane Ray. Makes a bit more sense to me. No, it definitely does. I you know, I agree. I agree totally with this one. <laughs> And um, we do yeah. actually have a tweet coming in right here. Ask, we do have a uh, go on. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm cool. And uh, we do actually have a tweet coming in right here. This one right here says, watch Cincinnati probably go out for a wide receiver. You just mentioned you needed a slot man. I say we go out and get someone as a receiving core. And I say we go not defensive line. We're going to go for Bashard Pierman from Central Florida. I heard Coach Lewis has been looking at him. Hashtag Bengals. I, I haven't heard anything about that, but I think, uh, I mean, again, make a good addition. Just I'm not sure if he'd be the right fit. But I do think they're going to go for someone like a Shane Ray. Yeah. Hopefully Shane I know, Ray just I know, says I know what you mean there. I, I, know what you, I know what you mean there. And to, to really uh, add a little more to this here is, um, you know, I mean, you know, offense is obviously what they're really looking at. And, you know, and I, I personally, I think they're going to try to find, find whatever help they can to help their passing game. This way there can't be any more excuses, any more excuses for, uh, for Andy Dalton. I think, I think you, I think you do that. You get something done where Andy Dalton goes. I mean, I mean, you know, position wise, I'm probably, I'm probably more for them, uh, possibly looking at a wide receiver. You know, you know, Jalen Strong is still out there. Uh, you know, Brushy Beerman would be good. I think Devin Smith would probably fit more, where they're at, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to, uh, sheet, uh, Perryman, I'm not trying to really, really, uh, come down on him at all. But, uh, you know, I mean, you know, to, to, to a lot of surprises, I mean, you know, what, what's, you know, well, what, what can you say about him? I, mean, you know, Philip Dorsett, another one, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, the, what, the way they got these uh, players graded, uh, you know, it's just, you know, some of them, it's just not, not the best in, in my estimation of it. Don't be too surprised, though, if a Max William or a Clive Walford is someone that's taken off this list, too, by the Bengals. And the selection is in. And here we go with Cincinnati. There we go with the Bengals, folks. They did go wide receiver. Uh, oh, no, they well, went tackle. They went tackle. I'm sorry. I mean, tackle, when you go with tackle, someone like this, I mean, uh, you know, offensive line, one of their key needs, one of their key needs. But, I mean, uh, I kind of somewhat see where uh, – I know we got, you know, rounds two through seven still to go, but I, I kind of maybe see what Cincinnati's trying to do here. If I am right, you're going to get a tackle. You're going to provide as much protection as you can. No more excuses for Dalton. And once we do recap next week, Tuesday, folks, next Tuesday on the network, once we do recap this to see what Cincinnati, all their picks were, I think I might have a clue on what Coach Lewis is doing here. You're going to get some offensive line protection for Dalton. Won't be surprised if you go after, say, a wide receiver or a tight end in this draft. 
So that way you Dalton has no more excuses at all whatsoever. So does the pick make sense to me? Yes, it does, because I think Dalton does need more protection. And now after this up, now after the draft is over, we can definitely see for sure how Dalton's going to be able to recollect himself and play this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I thought Jake Fisher would be someone who would have uh, who who would have been a possible choice here from Oregon. I really thought you you could really look at him. I mean, you know, Landon Collins, he's definitely going going next here with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They lost their strong safety to retirement, and I just I just don't see any other way of uh, not going safety at this point. At this point, you know, and the fact that that uh, that Abawi was picked. Cedric uh, Cedric Abali was picked, and not a T.J. Clemens or a Leo Collins or an A.J. Can. That shocks me. That shocks me. Could yeah, I'm kind of wondering because I mean, I, yeah, I'm kind of wondering because it's again, I mean, everybody was kind of saying the exact same thing about you know certain quarterbacks going last year, you know, and then Blake Bortles. I mean, we saw I know it's a different position, right? But we saw last year with quarterbacks. With Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, uh, we also saw it, of course, um, uh, with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Everybody was wondering, you know, for certain uh, players like Manziel or Bridgewater, how come they were holding up and, and whatnot. And now offensive line players, these other different offensive line players, um, you know, they're going like before, they're going for sure before uh, a TJ Clemmings. They're going before an AJ Kane. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how these are going. And you want to know what's also good, gets me as well? Some of these players that are going before these upgoings have a lower grade than like a Leonel Collins or Clemmings. So you got to wonder, these teams, not only have they looked at all their offensive line takers and options, they see something better. Uh, Cincinnati sees something better here than like a, a Collins. Just like I'm pretty sure Washington has to see something better in Brandon Sheriff than... Uh, and Eric Flowers or an AJ Kane. So still, it's a bit of a shocker to see what else is about to happen and bring up here. So Steelers are on the clock here, guys. Their uh, their pick is officially in. Um, uh, sorry, Rekababa. One, you want one more thought? They're they're definitely going secondary. I mean, you lost you you lost three three people and uh, and, uh, and you know one one got to, one wound up going to Miami, and the other two retired. Troy Polamalu retiring. I think I think I think you got no choice but to go Landon Collins. You know, the, the Landon Collins. Let me actually bring up just one more name if I could here. The pick is, and let me just bring up one more name here if I could. You can go Landon Collins, or your free safety. You can go with the, for Darren Smith. Don't forget, you got one more guy out there who I still like from LSU for corner. You got Jalen Collins as well. You got both Landon and Jalen Collins available, and you also got Darren Smith. I think that can also make an impact as well from Fresno State. But I think Landon Collins right here is the perfect one to go. Now, yes, Ike Taylor was the other one that to retire. I think you're going to go secondary. This, I think, is one of those like with Tampa Bay. This is an absolute. We knew it all along. You'll see. They're going to go right here with a Landon and Collins, and here's the commissioner. He's up right now to the podium, and let's see who's pissed to switch locks. I say Landon Collins. They're going to go safety. Here we go. Yeah, bro. Wow! Bud Dupree. Oh, my gosh. Bud Dupree, of all things. I, uh, Landon Collins. Wow. For Bud, Bud Dupree. 
Not that it's not a good choice, because it is, but I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm the Priest definitely. The Priest a good one. The Priest a good one. I'm a little shocked here. I mean, secondary, come on. I know, and if I am looking at this correctly, linebacker help is also neat for them. But Dupree, wow, wow. I mean, I was one. I was, I was waiting a little bit. I was on the edge, but waiting to see when this kid was going to get picked up. But but Dupree, and then Landon Collins is dropping, right? Landon Collins is dropping. You got Darren Smith dropping. You got the secondary help, which they needed. They're dropping. Jake Jalen Collins. You got PJ Williams dropping. I mean, you almost got to wonder. I mean. Let's see, we got the 23rd overall coming up. You almost got to wonder who's going to be selecting some of these other safeties here. But Bud Dupree, good pick, very good pick. He's an automatic starter. He's going to do good with Pittsburgh. No, he is, definitely. I agree with you on that one. I mean, you know, it's just I wouldn't have, I would, I would have gone this route. I, I mean, personally, I would have wanted to fill that spot. I would have wanted to fill that spot. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just yeah, and and you look look at who's left out of linebackers. You still got Randy Gregory left. You got Paul Dawson. You got Shaq Thompson. You got uh, you got uh, Ily Harold. You got Eric Kend- uh, Eric Kendricks. I mean, you know, you you, you still got quite a few uh, guys here that 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 uh, are capable here. Benardrick McKinney, Lorenzo uh, Malden. I yeah, know, I mean. I, uh, it's a tough pick. It's definitely a tough pick. I mean, there's no doubt in, your, in anyone's mind, I think, Brandon Collins or anyone at the secondary spot was going through Mike Collins' mind. All right? This had to have been a tough decision. Now, they had time. And I do say yes. Denver pick is them, but Pittsburgh had time to decide this one. This one right here, you know that they had to think really thoroughly and hardly strongly about. That's why they had to win with Bud Dupree. You also get someone else out there like a Gregory who's still up there, Paul Dawson, Shaq Thomas, uh, Eric Hendricks. So, I mean, th- those ones are still available right now, I think, in my opinion. Um, this is what we're going to do, folks. The pick is in for Denver. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and in about another 15 minutes, about 12 minutes or so, we will be joined with Troy Cox. He was uh, the 205th overall pick from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 03 NFL Draft. He'll join us momentarily. But we'll take a break right now, folks. We'll come back and talk about the Denver Broncos picking. They're on the clock. The pick is in. Stay with us. Join CyberBingo.com today and receive the warmest welcome with $25 free to play when you register. There's no deposit required. Simply sign up and start playing our great bingo games for free. With so many fantastic promotions and incredible cash prizes to be won, why not join the CyberBingo family today? At cyberbingo.com, this coming Saturday. All right, so for those who can hear us on talk show right now, we are behind the scenes, actually, but you cannot hear us on blog talk. Um, really quick, for those who are on talk show, we do actually have a trade. Uh, the pick is in from Denver. Denver knew this one, but the fact of the matter is, is that this was originally the Lions spot at the 23rd overall. The Lions traded their pick to the Denver Broncos. I know you're listening on Talk Shoe. We're going back into Blog Talk, folks. This is the back scenes, everybody, here on the NFL Live Coverage Show.
Okay, and we are back, everybody. Here, just a quick commercial and uh, from our sponsors here on the Wacko Network, six four six four seven eight five three three seven. So a trade, another trade here, actually, Wacko Bob. The Lions traded their twenty third overall to the Denver Broncos right now. So now the Denver Broncos, their pick is officially in for them. And this is another scenario you and I off of, on radio and off radio. I've talked about numerous and numerous and numerous of times about where Denver should officially go to help out Peyton. Manning, no question about it, right? No question about it. They ought to go receivers after losing Thomas earlier this season um, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, um, uh, you know, this might be the part where they pick up the Max Williams, a Clive Walford. And I do know offensive line help is up there for grabs, too. So, uh, I there's, I mean, could you go for off? I'm sorry, go ahead. I think this is the part where I think you pick up a, a tight end on an offensive line. And, you know, when you get up there for the offensive line, they're still available like Leo Collins. And, then of course, the tight ends with Max Williams. So this is really an interesting trade, I personally think. Um, I think that this is something right here that teams are going to look at, especially the Broncos. Here's the selection. Here's the commissioner, folks, right now. We are waiting. I'll give you my thoughts. Lions have traded. They're picking the Broncos. Shane Ray, oh my God! Wow, there you go. I'm kind of shocked at this one. I am kind of shocked at this one. I had them originally going offensive line, but I think they wanted Cameron Irving. I think they really wanted Cameron Irving, and when the Browns went with him instead, I think that changed the whole momentum of things for them <laughs> to go defense. And I think this was part of the reason why. They traded up, which kind of shocks me because the Lions, they want to make up for that loss. They want to make up for that loss of the Dominican Sioux, and there's still, some, uh, there's still some good picks on the defensive line you could go and you could get. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, there's uh, – you know, I mean, you know, it's especially with Malcolm Brown out there, Eddie Goldman still out there. Uh, you know, you even got uh, – even uh, Michael, uh, Michael Bennett is another one you could really look at with this one. I'm still big on uh, I'm still big on Jordan Phillips seeing where he's going to go as a nose tackle. <laughs> you know he would he would actually be good for the Dolphins in the second round if he's still going to be around for the second round. And uh, truthfully, I had Jordan and I actually would. Uh, and Shane Ray is a, he's he's a, he, he's ecstatic. He really is. Yeah, Shane Wright, I think, getting hopefully one lesson from, you know, getting in trouble this previous week by drug possession. But I think Shane Wright's going to be able to put a lot of good stuff with the defensive line for the Broncos. However, you know, despite of the losing their tight end, uh, Thomas' soft season to Jacksonville, a little bit uh, shocked to somewhat. But I think Shane Ray, I mean, you got to admit, he was really good last year in Missouri. 22 and a half tackles for a loss and back in 2014. Remember that? A lot of people saw. And he started all of his games, too, in 14 with Missouri as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think that this is a really good pick for Denver. One of their needs were a pass rusher. If you look closely from last season, that was a bit of a struggle. They get it right here, the first round after trading with the Detroit Lions. So, and you can bet, yeah, the, the, the Detroit's going to probably plan on getting something else as far as uh, to, to replace Dominican Sue. But um, 
Uh, with that being said, though, uh, with that being said, uh, you do look at right now he's on the clock. We got the Cardinals on the clock currently. Um, and, and, and this is also a bit of a toss-up when you're when you're talking about Arizona. Promising last year, very, very, very promising stuff that I saw out of Arizona. And then all of a sudden, before you know it now, and yes, the pick is in, before you know it, they had some issues for, throughout their entire defense. The defense was absolutely terrible, I'm going to be honest. So this might be where we're going to probably see everybody a Gregory. And if I'm Arizona, and if I'm have to pick somewhere off the off the defensive line on who's still out there and available at that, do you pick Malcolm Brown? Do you go with Michael Bitter from Ohio State? Do you go and get someone like Teddy Goldman? Or do you go linebacker and get that Paul Dawson from TCU or, or Gregory? I just see them going defense because it makes sense of what we all saw last season, the struggles, the disappointments, and, and the games that they should have won, and they, they lost to. So I see them I see them picking up the, the defense here. I mean, back-to-back seasons they've had with 10 wins under Bruce Arians, Arians so... Um, you know, the, the more improvements to definitely come with this Cardinal team comes. Well, don't be too surprised if they do go linebacker because they are meaning both outside linebackers and an inside linebacker. And this is where you, and you, you said it best, Randy Gregory could very well go here. It's a, to me, it's a toss-up between Paul Dawson, Randy Gregory, and Shaq Thompson. I think that's what you got to look at. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, it's just, uh, we'll definitely see though. Definitely going to see what happens. I mean, I mean, can we, I mean, let me actually give a recap. I mean, of what we've seen with Arizona from the last few seasons. I mean, the back in 2003, they got, uh, Jonathan Cooper, the seventh overall, their guard, um, you know, picked, and uh, you also remember back to 2012, they got Mal- uh, Michael Floyd, the wide receiver. I believe he was either a 13th, yeah, I think it was a 13th overall. Um, you know, they got the star Patrick Peterson in the first uh, with the uh, first round back in 2011 in their corner. Um, then, of course, you go back all the way to 2010 with Dan Williams. I believe he was a 20, he was a high 20th overall pick and a defensive tackle. So, I mean, there, there, there's just so much you can go and look at where this team goes right now currently in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pick is in. But they also have a defense. linebacker, too, and Sean Weatherspoon, too. So, so I mean, you know, they, they may actually uh, hold off. You know, plus they added Lamar Woodley to, to it as well, too. So, you know, you never know. This is a team that, you know, this is a team, you know, that, that could also go wide receiver, too, with the fact that wide receivers were not taken as much as originally expected. So they could easily go wide receiver and add something, uh, add something there to their passing game that that they have. You know, I mean, yeah, don't forget they lost their cornerback Antonio Cromartie. So I mean, they can also also easily go cornerback here. I mean, they, this might be the part where we see Arizona go for that Jalen Collins or PJ Williams, uh, a Quentin Rollins or something from Miami, Ohio. So. It's up for a toss right now for where the Arizona Cardinals go. So I mean, they last year eleven and five. You know, that was a very good season for them. Disappointing in the playoffs, but you know, it's uh, it's up for grabs right now. I think where where Arizona's about to select. Yeah, so uh, it's up for grabs. And this one actually comes when we do have a tweet. Hit me up on Twitter at Santa Cruz one call in six four six four seven eight five three three seven. Actually, we will get to the tweets after. Here's the commissioner. Here's the Cardinals. 
Yeah, Jalen Collins would be a good pick as well, too. So <laughs> I don't see it going any other yeah. way. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. They go tackle DJ wow. Humphreys. Wow. I that maybe because of the injuries that went on with their quarterbacks. I mean, you know, they, they this was a team that stayed competitive with 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 with, the, with a third string quarterback at the helm. I you know Carson Palmer, we know he's going to be back, but uh, man, that's not bad. You know, you make a good point with the quarterbacks. I mean, it took them. Their offensive line was bad. Some was was bad there where. And not so much where they, the quarterbacks got sacked, but also knocked down, hit after throwing the ball. But, you know, to actually know you had to go from your second-string quarterback all the way down to your third-string quarterback, then, you know what, yeah, this makes somewhat actually does make sense, really, when you look at it. I'm pretty sure they would have loved to have someone earlier, if they had an earlier pick, an Eric Flowers or uh, an, Andre, an Andres Pete. But still, the question brings up to my mind, I think you're going to, you've even whacked about kind of wonder what on earth is going on and who's going to pick up Leo Collins. Yeah, I mean, you know, now all of a sudden this last minute stuff that he had to leave the draft just, 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 just for, just, just to uh, be interviewed by police officers about a case that he's not even a suspect in. That he's <laughs> not even a suspect. He's Absolutely. not suspected of anything. And now I think uh, I think they're throwing the book at him. Absolutely crazy. I mean, Randy Curry's getting hit. Real That's fast. absolutely crazy. I mean, you're right about Randy Gregory. I mean, I think Gregory, I, I, I mean, he seems to be dropping. Leo Collins seems to be dropping as well. T.J. Clemmings is dropping. A.J. Kane. Rob uh, Havenstein from Wisconsin is dropping. I mean, even some of these wide receivers, Bashard Pierman, Darrell Green Beckham from Missouri. Uh, you know, you look at linebackers, Gregory Dawson, Hendricks, and all these guys, Benardrick McKinney. I mean, these guys are dropping in someone in the pattern of a form, really, when you look at this type of situation. But, you know, it's still at the time where we're having to have to see what happens down the road. And, folks, actually, we are, uh, we're going to keep on covering the draft right now, but uh, we are also going to be joining everyone right now with the 205th pick from the 2013 NFL Draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Tory Cox. That's right, cornerback, everybody. Miami Northwestern. Tory, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, son? Hello? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I got a lot of stuff especially with the draft to look at. And I want to thank you again for joining us on the program. And, Troy, I know, uh, you know you know what this night is all about. You've been there. You've done it. Uh, you've lived it. And uh, just got to get your thoughts right now. It's some of these cornerbacks, uh, first round, seventh round, doesn't matter. You know, how, how, tell me, what are some of these cornerbacks going through right now that have already been selected? Repeat the last part for me. Excuse me? Hello? I said, repeat the last part for me. Uh, but in your mind, what are, you, what are some of these cornerbacks that have already been drafted? What are they going through? What's going through their mind right now, like you've done? Oh, man. They're just society right now, you know, just, just to be drafted and, you know, to go through the process, you know, putting all that work, you know, and to get to this point. It's just all the excitement and it feel all the hard work paid paid off. So you know, and 
Just got to put in more work, man, just to, you know, fulfill the deal. And especially, too, when you're looking at all this stuff and it, it's, a, it's a great feeling, especially when you're a youngster, you're going into the draft, a lot of good stuff happening for you, you're being drafted. And it's, a, it's a definitely nerve-wracking, you've got butterflies in your stomach going on. So, I mean, it's, a, it's something to really look at here when you're, when you're going into the draft and being drafted by a team. Don't know who you're going to be drafted. Uh, talk about some of the experiences, though, Troy, that you've had going into the draft. What was draft week like for you? Oh, that was uh, that was that was crazy. You know, I I sat home. I was with my wife. Actually, we sat home and I watched just me and her. You know, you were projected to go early, and you know, I got a call by Tampa like in the second round. You know, they asked him a couple questions, so you know, I thought I was going there early, and you know, that first day went by. So, you know, you start questioning yourself. About what's gonna happen the second day goes. So you know, the second day goes. I think it was the Patriots. They called me in the fourth round, and uh, they were telling me they was gonna take me with. They had two picks. They were gonna take me with one of the picks, and then I'm taking someone else. So you know, and I was just fortunate enough, man. You know, I was frustrated at the time, but you know, I got the call from Mike Thomas and. You know, he just told me to get ready to come to Rutgers. You know, that that suited everything out. So, you know, that just took off the rest. You know, the rest of everything was just here to me. So, you know, being able to make it to the draft and get drafted and, you know, to play seven years with the same team. And very awesome. I mean, you know, when you're when you're playing, at, you know, no matter how long you're playing in the league, it's always a great, awesome feeling to go out there just to step out there on the field and play your best. As a, you know, no matter what position you're playing, corner, safety, running back, quarterback, the offensive line, defensive line, doesn't matter. Uh, talk about some of the uh, talk about just being there in the draft alone, going there to the draft. Literally, what was it like just waiting for your name to be called and being selected? You know, I'm just wait, waiting on that. Uh, that's man, just man, we were just, just waiting. It's it, it just a long process, and you know, just thinking like, whoa, what was going to happen? Okay, they taking this guy over me. Okay, well, man, I should be coming up too. And you know, it, the process is, you know, it started off as fun, then it's frustrating when when you're not projected to go when you're supposed to go. But just being able to be drafted, you know, when you oversee everything, you know, you think about everything, just being able to be be one of the fortunate ones to get drafted. And, you know, it, just, it, it was a fun process, though. You know, I wouldn't take it back for nothing. And, man, I tell you, it's just uh, it is nerve-wracking, especially when you're going there. It's draft week. I mean, you're a young athlete. You're going there to see who you're waiting to be selected by. It's, it is nerve-wracking. It is really nerve-wracking to see just uh, the, mo- the motivation to see who you're going to be picked. Uh, but how about talk about some of the teams though, Troy? That were there like a, was there like a certain team that you might have wanted to really be drafted by? Like how were how was your personal feelings going out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, you know, it, it, what what happened right before I got drafted to, uh, before the Bucks call, I had got a call from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were just they was like, you, we see you still around, and uh, nobody will pick you up. But then this uh, 
within this now next couple of picks, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wait to get you in this. We're gonna get you take you in the sixth round. So I'm I'm getting, taking the seventh round. I'm like I'm, you know. So I had had emotional feelings, but I I was fortunate. I was happy to be close back to home. That was that was big for me to be close back to home. Being a guy from Miami, and you know this is just like a three and a half four hour drive. So it's just to be close to my family. And everything else, you know, I I, I was just I just love the whole part. Yeah, that's uh, that's, a, that's definitely a great story there, Troy. I mean, it's just uh, it's I feel that when you're when you're a player and you're being you're being called, I, you've always think that you're definitely going to be drafted right there until. I mean, it's a, sometimes it's a disappointment not hearing your name called in the draft. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's it's a bit of a pleasure having not your name called because you're going to say another team that you know you have a great, great opportunity to go to. But, you know, I mean, this, these things happen at the, at the NFL draft. It's really nerve-wracking. Everyone, if you're just joining the show right now, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, retired cornerback Tory Cox is on the program with us. Uh, we are actually going to be uh, ending the show, as a matter of fact, recapping the latest uh, picks here soon. Uh, Tory, uh, just a couple more quick questions for you before I let you go. And thank you very much for coming on the program with us. Uh, talk about, uh, in your experience, what is the difference, in your opinion, from playing with a college football team when you were back in Pittsburgh than playing with a National Football League team? Uh, you're, playing with, you're playing with the best of the best. Like, coming out of high school, you feel like... Back 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 the menu. Uh, Mike. The college. But then you know this is it's a different level. You know, it's it's a teenage. It's more like it's more like the early twenties. You know, going through college and the teenage level, and you you're a grown man once once you hit this NFL level. So everything you do from me on out, you know that everything counts, and it's out, and it's actually your job, and you have a fun doing it. So. And, and Tori, you have one last question for you before we let you go. One thing that some of these corners, these youngsters that have already been drafted today so far in the NFL this, in this 2015 draft, if you're listening right now, what's the one message that you can send out to them from one cornerback, a veteran, to a youngster? Uh, man, I, I, picked up, I picked up behind Rondé. Rondé was, you know, that's great. That's a Hall of Fame, you know. You know, you watch the way that got him and Brian Kelly, you know, watch the way they – watch how the veterans do their thing, you know. You know but, too, you go – you got to go hard. You got to go hard. You got to prove – you know, you got to prove you're right on the team. And, you know, if it's meant for you to start, you're going to start. If it's meant for you to play, you're going to play, you know. and But you just got to do your part. And right. see, please be on the special teams. The special teams is going to save a lot of, you know, a lot of the guys who wasn't picked high, who's not going to get picked high. It is, you know, that'll keep you around. There you go, folks. That's one veteran right there. You do not... You do not want to mess with this guy right here. Was definitely played by some of the greats out there, Ronnie Barber, just like you met, you mentioned there, Tori. Listen, I want to thank you so, so, so very much here, Tori, for giving us some of your time here on this draft night. Um, really quick, how are you enjoying the draft right now? Are you uh, watching it right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually watching it. I'm, I'm te- checking it out. You know, I, I'm, ha- I'm happy. You know, in the show, the NFL, I'm happy. The NFL shows everything. So it's good to, I'm, 
for the guy uh, Shane Varane, you know, he got his, he got another chance, and you know, he just needs to take advantage of the chance, and you know, put it, 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 it's your job, man, it's your livelihood, so you know, you gotta take everything seriously. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Charles, and I want to thank you so very much again for coming onto the program with us, talking a little bit about your experience, about what it was like as a athlete, as a veteran, as a cornerback. I want to thank you again and uh, appreciate it. We will catch up also with you, though, maybe during the football season next, this upcoming season. Thank you so much. No problem, man. I appreciate it. There you go, folks. All right, right there, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, the 205th overall pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 03 draft. Uh, while we were doing the interview, everyone, and now we can actually bring Wacko Bob here back into the program with us. In case you guys have missed right now, as you guys know from what we have missed, uh, the Carolina Panthers with the 25th overall, they selected Shaq Thomas, was waiting for someone to pick him up. Good fit for Carolina out of Washington, outside linebacker. And just right now, the Baltimore Ravens have selected Brashard Pierman, wide receiver, Central Florida. Wackabob, we're going to bring him in right now. Wackabob, we are, uh, at least, uh, we are actually going to have to wrap up pretty uh, quick here. Uh, surprised with some of these latest couple picks, though? Yeah, I definitely am surprised. And, uh, the Cowboys were 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 when the pick is in, and uh, you're seeing a happy Cowboys team here. I don't know how happy they could be if they if, if they went. You know, I mean, you know, but uh, I definitely want to talk about that. But to see Shaq Shaq Thompson go like he did, I thought he was going to be a second rounder. I you know he's definitely still a good good pick, still a good pick, and uh, and I got and I, I have to say that that's definitely done to make up for the uh, loss of uh, Greg Hardy. And uh, and with the Dallas Cowboys pick in, and the Cowboys happy in their in their war room, you know there there there's only a couple things that can be said here. I do want to make mention here too that uh, for anyone that's going to miss it on Blog Talk Radio, I'll put the link up in in the BTR chat room. They could go and they could listen to the rest of this over on Talk Shoe. And uh, and with uh, that being said, uh, I'll put the link up in the chat room here. For, for everybody here on BTR, uh, yeah, we're we're going to be ending on block. We're going to be ending on block talk. Uh, so I'm probably just going to push it up to so once the time runs out, right rack of them, and then we'll be straight to talk shoe. So join us over on talk shoe as well, there, folks who kind of finish up the draft here. But the pick is in, and I'm I, I'm wondering what on earth is Jerry Jones so darn stoked and excited about right now. I mean, is it, is it, I mean, going out and taking out right now. Let's just really quick. Really, Really, really quick here. Um, we're going to take a, just a quick break. Then we'll come right back. We'll uh, then we'll take a look at some of their needs to see. By God, there's got to be someone out there that they really love right now that they've just selected. So we'll be back, folks. Stay with us. At CyberBingo.com, this coming Saturday night is the big one. We will be playing a three-part event and awarding over fifteen thousand dollars in guaranteed cash. Yeah, I'm actually might even possibly have to take off as well um, later on. And uh, I got work tomorrow, actually. So uh, and I know people are listening right now on Talk Shoot, but uh, we are going to finish up here on Block Talk. And uh, uh, if they, if uh, if Michael Bob's up to it, probably he'll have uh, someone like Cad Vicioni call in and finish it up. But uh, let's get back in right now.
And we are back, everybody, here at the Live NFL Draft Coverage Show, 646-478-5337. Um, again, we just saw right now on Info Network, Jerry Jones all excited in that draft form room. Uh, let's see. They've got corners that need it. They obviously have running backs, unless they go for uh, – <laughs> um, by golly, unless they go for someone like a uh, Kevin Coleman 60. or Dick Johnson type of running back, which I highly, highly doubt. Um, I mean, defensive line, otherwise – Offensive line, they they might go for Lanell Collins. I mean, they I I would think they would actually fix that linebacker position spot, spite of having not all that problem with the Sean Lee's uh, injuries from last season. Um, they, they they might go for someone though, without a doubt, they might go for someone like a Randy Gregory or Paul Dawson here. So I mean, we just we're gonna have to wait and see right now, clearly, and what's gonna happen here uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. So the pick is in. So, I mean, yeah, if, the pick is in. We are just waiting here for the commission to come out. If there's a wide receiver in this one, then you're seeing the Cowboys not worrying so much about Des Bryant anymore. That's what I'll say there with that one. Ten seconds. Here's the thing. Dang, unless the, if, they might even go tight end. You're saying they might not worry about Des Bryant no more. Let's not forget, they got Jason Wynn still. Oh, I know. Don't forget about that. They might go for we're going to end with this one on the blog talk portion. Whoa, defensive huh. back. Oh, Byron wow. Jones, a quarterback. <laughs> and wow. Wow. Well, what I, what I find to be surprising is Landon Collins was uh well, well, you know, has has been passed on so many times. Not one second, and not one safety has been chosen. Not one safety has been chosen. That's amazing. Why is this kid dropping? Why on earth is this kid dropping? Every single one of us analysts has had him going to the first round. Well, he only has four more picks to go with the right, and I can guarantee you, I don't see New England going with the with the Atlanta Collins for some reason. I, I really honestly don't. Dallas did not go, go with. Uh, I, I mean, Detroit. Do you, I don't see Detroit going for Atlanta Collins. I don't see Indianapolis. Quite frankly, I don't even see the Packers or the Saints. I don't even see any safeties possibly going here for the first round if this happens. Let's just look at it for what it is here. I mean, this is this is a you know a, a situation that they're in to where to where we're going to have to look at this thing and say, what's what? What's what? I mean, you know, are did, did have we have we taken players too seriously here? Have us the analysts taken these players too seriously? And these people who've been scouting them, these teams that have been scouting them, these GMs that have been going around and uh, looking at the stats and even looking at them in combines, have they seen something that we didn't see? That's what we got to look at. It's all about the teams. You know, it's all about the teams. So now the uh, the Detroit Lions, now, now their pick is in after trading earlier. Um, can we maybe can we maybe agree here, Bob, that they're going for defensive line for sure? I mean, I you know, and I don't can see. I know some of their team needs 
our offensive with offensive line, running back, and receiving. But you got to admit here and face the fact, I mean, you have got to replace the Dominic and Sue no matter what. You, I mean, no matter how he acted sometimes all right, for every, uh, during Thanksgiving or the last week of the season, you got to get someone out there. Eddie Goldman is still there. Carl Davis, Malcolm Brown, Philip, Jordan Malcolm Phillips. Brown. you got to get someone out there to replace him. That's why I'm thinking that Malcolm Brown would would work well here for uh, for this team. I had Malcolm Brown picked when they were originally at 23. You know, but uh, you know he's good. Eddie Goldman's good. I mean, you know, you could take a shot if you really want to. And, you know, as far as things go with uh, with Randy Gregory, I you know, let's see where this one goes. Let's see where it goes. I mean, you know, we're we're into this here, and uh, I know we are done with the blog talk radio portion of things here. They went guard. They went guard. What did they do? They get the can. They got Lincoln Tomlinson from Duke. Lincoln Tomlinson from Duke. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know about this one. You know, the, the, uh, all right, so I'm, I'm just going to rewind things here just back to last season. Let's try from week seven, okay? The whole talk, and I remember this like physician, the whole talk that was going down for the Lions is that, yes, Maybe they do can go for a guard or something to help protect that left guard of a spot. Well, you know something? Don't tell me that this might be the guy out there. Do not, please, because you know what you're trying to say here. Well, at least what I'm basically trying to say is what is wrong with these other top notchers? That's what I'll call them. What's wrong with another guard like A.J. Keene? Did we overlook something like Bob just mentioned right now? I think we overlooked something here on this because they could have gotten someone, I think, like a Trey Jackson or, 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 or uh, Javaris Harrison, I think. And now they go on out and Lake and Tomlinson. Not that I'm saying the kid's on talented. I mean, he blocked pretty well last season when he was with Duke, right? But, I mean, I, I'm a little shocked on that as far as who's, uh, who's still available right now. Collins is there. Lines is there. Kane is there. Fisher is still there. And like Bob is actually breaking up, as a matter of fact, too, as well. well I do apologize for that, um, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. This is wow. This has been the surprise, the most surprises uh, of the draft that I've, uh, I've seen. I, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. On the, I believe the Colts are up next. And I believe the Colts are up next. Yeah, the Colts are actually up next. And the Colts have some openings here now that you never thought would happen. If I'm the Colts, I'm. If I'm the Colts, I'm really looking at, at getting some protection now for uh, <laughs> for Andrew Luck. Although the Colts, they they, they could go Landon Collins easily now too. Because they need some help on defense, and again, Landon Collins is perfect. How yeah, to me, Landon Collins makes sense. Uh, Rackabod, do, do I push in the episode? Just for the record, everyone, I am having some uh, little issues here. Do I push end episode on Blog Talk? Yeah, you, you can hit the end episode on Blog Talk, and uh, and uh, we'll just uh, keep going. 
Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. The draft, the draft has almost over, everybody. Uh, and we are still on TalkShoe. Yes, we are still connected to TalkShoe, actually, so that helps. Um, you know, when, when you're in Indianapolis, what do you do here? Because I'm over here, I mean, here, yes, I will get steered. Please, please, everybody be patient. When you're in Indianapolis, I, I think you've without a doubt got to go for something as far as offensive line. You got to give protection and your luck because what I saw last year was absolutely unforgettable. Uh, offensive line, I, I would think, would be your help. And I do know that their safeties could also use something, a cornerback. They could use another corner, so using their depth a little bit more. I'm going to say this, and I will only say this in one conclusion. The Indianapolis Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, I think, are Landon Collins' last hope. There you go. There you go. Because, I mean, just for the simple fact, I mean, I think that what has happened for what the secondary last season, that's about it. Yeah, and I think I think Landon Collins can add something to it to there. You know, now I had – no, I had originally had Landon Collins going to the uh, Steelers, but let let me go here and uh, and uh, look at the landing spots again here in the mock draft, and uh, you know, and I'll just say this: when it comes down to it, when it, when it comes down when it comes down to it in the end, here I have <clears throat> I have the Colts. You know, you know, now there's one person that does have the Colts going. Landon Collins There's actually two people that do. I actually had the Colts going uh, Eric Kendricks from uh, UCLA inside linebacker. I mean, you know, Landon Collins, you know, I mean, you know, you got two good places Landon Collins could easily land. One with the Colts, and if he doesn't go with the Colts, you got the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, that would be a good one for him. I actually had Eric Armstead going down to the Packers from Oregon. But, uh, you know, I mean, this, this is a – this is something that's really going to really going to uh, you know really really look at it here in the end and say something big is going to happen. And this, I didn't expect the draft to go this long because uh, you know because the way the way the uh, first few picks went down, they were pretty quick. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, you, you got Andrew Luck on his fifth year option, on your fifth year option with him. I'm going. To find something that's gonna that's gonna make Andrew Luck want to stay with this team, uh, you you could go and look at uh, look at protection like some some of them had Cedric Abawi going there too, but he was already picked. But uh, I think if you work on the defensive side of it, you're doing you're doing something that's going to be almost a favor to a guy like an Andrew Luck. See, this is where uh, I thought. I'm just a little still up. I'm just skeptical still back about. I'm just skeptical still as far as because when you when we've looked at when we've looked at Landon Collins, we've seen talent there, but yet all of a sudden the teams the teams here before Indianapolis from the first overall all the way up to now that have needed a safety didn't pick Landon Collins. They picked somebody else. And now, all of a sudden, now we're looking at maybe uh, Landon Collins going over to Indianapolis. I mean, nobody expected Trey Waynes to go off to Minnesota, right? Nobody expected uh, Houston to get Johnson. I mean, and the same goes for Kansas City with Marcus Peters. Not one safety has been selected yet, right? And here's the thing: is it going to be Landon Collins? We're going to see right now if Indianapolis is 
decide to go safety. We don't even know that. They could actually surprise one and see something better and say Anthony Harris from Virginia, another strong safety, or Darren Smith, all right, or uh, uh, Demarius Randall. It's not they go safety. They might not even just be landing Collins. That's my and that's my perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, this uh, you know, Landon Collins, and this is the lowest uh, anyone has Landon Collins going. And hell, there's already talk that uh, there's someone who already projected a trade to the Buccaneers for the uh, final pick in the first round with the uh, Patriots. Patriots have always been known for picking up extra picks in the in the second and third round, and instead of going first round, and the Patriots have been very solid at doing that. So, so we're looking at. Uh, well, we are waiting. Good. Well, we are still waiting still, I mean, as far as Indianapolis. And don't forget, I mean, they did add it uh, Dwight Lowry, another safety. So, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of an upgrade. Don't forget, they also added Andre Johnson as well there. Um, you know, they did ask some, uh, add some defensive uh, line help. I mean, excuse me, they lost some defensive line help, if you guys recall. So, I mean, and here's the thing. Do you actually... Do in this situation for Indianapolis, do you actually even go and look for like say a linebacker or a corner? You see, my perspective say the secondary help is out there for Indianapolis. This is where they pick secondary. I feel here's the commissioner coming out to the podium. Here we go. Whoa, Ta. Whoa, hi. Wow! Wow! I. It's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick, but come on. I don't. That's not a need that you really need to go with. I mean, you know. I mean, I, I know they're showing. They're showing what he did in the Senior Bowl. I know they're showing, you know, his combine and his pro days. But come on, I, you know. In my opinion. In my opinion, you could have you could have done better, in my opinion of it all. Yeah, you know, I, I kinda of maybe get skeptical here, you know. I, I you know, call me not to be wrong, but to me someone a bit inside of me tells me this pick makes sense. Because now not only you're getting some talent a talent Philip Dorset and I from Miami, I have seen some video on him. Very good hands, good speed. I like his route running a lot. He has really good at his footwork. But you well, this actually somewhat makes sense when you look at this situ- this pick. You bring in a vet, a longtime vet, Andre Johnson from the Houston Texans in the offseason, right? Then you go ahead and you draft Philip Dorset, who I've liked a lot. So you know, are they trying to set up something here with Andre Johnson? You got the vet, you got Phil Dorsett. I mean, I know it's my team here and all, but it's kind of like what they got in Tampa Bay with Vincent Jackson, a longtime guy, with the youngster of Mike Evans. I'm not going to make an exact comparison, but I think I know exactly why Indianapolis made this pick. Do I like it, despite of wide receiver, despite of um, other guys out there like Jalen Strong or Green Beckham? I like the pick. Again, the question's still out there, and it's floating right now. It's trending. Social media. Why on earth are these other youngsters, higher grades, better grades, better analysis on, are still dropping? It's still out there. Offensive line, linebacker, or Gregory, 
right? I mean, and now we get here with the wide receiver. Dorsett is a very good pickup. It's a very good pick. I mean, so they've they've um they've added some good stuff here so far in this off season. Don't forget, they got Frank Gordon running back, if I'm not mistaken, from San Fran, and they got Johnson, like I repeated, from the Texans. So, all in all, I'm going to be honest, it's a pretty good pick, and I agree with that. All right, who's uh, picking 30th here, actually, right now as we're looking at? We got Green Bay? Yeah. All right, we got the Green Bay Packers. Uh, uh, Bob, really quick, before we go to Green Bay, did you maybe want to give your thoughts on this pick? I just feel that... Uh... That, that they needed to do more. I mean, you know, I mean, the pick is in for the Packers, but I just think I think them going like this, I know they're giving another option here. I just don't I, – I, I think you either needed to go offensive line and find that protection, or you needed to go defense. I mean, you know, you, you're just like the Packers. I mean, you know, you're, you're a team that has that, – that's strong offensively, but you give up a lot of touchdowns at the same time too. You know, and you're and you're stuck just uh, trying to keep going a scoring a uh, scoring machine, you know, which primarily is what you get out of or especially where the Packers go, with uh, you know, you know, with, with uh, you know, you know, with, with their their lineup that they have between their receivers, their quarterback, their quarterback, and uh, you know, and what they you know, and what, and what they could put together. I mean, you know, you got the best quarterback in the league. You got, you uh, got, you, you really. I mean, you know, you know, you know. No one could say Tom Brady is be, is uh, you know is uh, is, is going to be a, a better pick. It is is gonna, you know is a better is a better quarterback than uh, what's his name? Uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, no one could say Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers because he's not. Right. However. Right. Um. If you want to look at the, if you want to look at the big picture here, you got to be a big picture person. You got to look at what's where you need to benefit most as a team. And uh, you know, and you know, and I think, I think when you look at this now, this is where, to me, this is the last last landing place for Landon Collins would be right here. But a lot of people also have uh, Benardrick McKinney going. A lot of people also have Jordan Phillips going here. I think with Landon Collins uh, landing here, uh, you know, and you're not going to, and you know, you're obviously not going to go with Landon Collins after what you did getting Ha Ha Clinton Dix last year, and he had a good year. So I mean, you know, yeah, so you're really looking at, you're really, you're really looking at trying to, uh, trying, trying to improve more on, on your. I line. see linebacker. I see a Randy Gregory. I, I see, see linebacker, linebacker actually. I, I see a Paul Dawson. Go ahead. Does anybody remember who the Packers lost this off season? Anybody? They lost AJ Hawk, which was also that one right hand man by Clay Matthews that was either getting the sack or it was AJ Hawk doing it for him. They're going to go linebacker here, and I can guarantee you that. However, it might not be a Paul Dawson or a Gregory because for some reason I just get this wild feeling that they're going to pick someone else that they see better than the top two there that I just named. Bernardrick McKinney, very good fit. And here, here comes the commissioner, but I just think they're going to go linebacker. There we go. 
Wow. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my goodness. They went free safety. The first safety picked. What did I tell you? Hold on. What did I tell you earlier, everybody? I said it. I darn well said it, right? If it's not going to be Len Collins, if it's not Smith, it's not Harris, it's going to be somebody else. Demarius Randall, up there. Up there. And if I'm not mistaken, Ha Ha Clinton Dix is in a free safety. He's a strong safety. And now you're getting a good combination like this. You can bet there's going to be a lot, a lot of balls being deflected with that group of, with that group of safeties back there for this Packer wow. team. Good pick. Like the fit. Yeah, look at this guy. Look at this guy here. And I believe this was a combine or a senior bowl. Excuse me. I, you know, good coverage, man. He really is. I mean, you know, this guy, you know, good, you know, I know. This is the type of person you need to avoid uh, the, the, the kinds of scoring in touchdown land. I, I, you know, I believe he does have a weakness, though. I do, they do say, you know, that he does have a tendency to hold. You know, and he, he's a guy who can make a sack. I, you know, this is uh, a... Can't work on that. I, I think Coach McCarthy's going to work on that. Mike McCarthy's going to work on him with this. The defensive coordinator's going to help him out with that. I mean, everybody was all skeptical. I mean, but you know what Brawl sounded like about how he used to hold? He has a tendency of holding. Look what everybody was saying last year. Uh, uh, ha ha, Clinton Dick. Look at what everybody was saying about him. Now he's tend to being about having to be called for pass interference. And look how he played last year by under Mike McCarthy. I guarantee you, he's going to be changed just the way Ha ha, Clinton Dick was changed. You'll see. But this is a guy who could also do kickoff returns, from what I've heard too. So, so I mean, you know now. Now you got this guy and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I mean, you know, you're going to have them on uh, uh, together. This tells you something. Now you're coming to the second pick. There's only two more picks left. You, you know, back to the New Orleans Saints, who uh, made this trade with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and their pick is in. And I'm going to tell you, they're going. I'm going to be honest with you. They're going wide receiver here. They are. There's no other way of putting it with this one here. I'm going to say it. When it comes down to it here, I'm I'm looking at uh you know, I'm I'm looking at this thing here right now with uh with with them with them and how they've done the New Orleans Saints here. And I'm I'm going to be honest here with you. I mean, I'm going to say That uh, you know, I mean, they 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 got Andrus Pete, I you know, and uh, they, you know, this is another team here. They have needs themselves too. They need a wide receiver. They need a tight end. Could this be where Max Williams goes? I'm going to ask you that question. Is this where Max Williams can go? There's a possibility. I think where Max Williams could go, just for the simple fact of what I mean. Come on. The same thing goes for Atlanta, but I thought about when Tony Gonzalez was retired. Now you got I don't think, I actually don't think they have a choice to go with someone like a Max Williams. It makes sense. I think it'd be a perfect fit. They need someone out there to help um, replace Jimmy Graham. So, I mean, you, you actually kind of get the best of both worlds here when you actually think about this fairly. I mean, if you get Max Williams, and here's the thing. 
because we've seen a lot of wild stuff. We've seen everybody pick over Landon Collins, Lanier Collins. We've seen everybody pick Trey Waynes and everything and whatnot. They might not even, Max Williams might not even be picked until maybe the third or fourth round. We might see guys like Devin Fuchess or Brody Anderson or Clyde Wilford go before Max Williams. So, I mean, do I see a tight end going to New Orleans? Yes, I do. I think it makes a perfect fit. You've got to replace Jimmy Graham. You have got to replace Jimmy Graham no matter what. They're also you got to make sure it fits, too. They're also a team looking for a linebacker, a linebacker being looked at as their only need as far as their defense goes. Otherwise, it's wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, offensive lineman. So I'm going to I'm personally, I think they go quarterback in, in round two. And they go and they go after either a Bryce Petty or a, or a Brett Hundley, and I think I think Brett Hundley would probably be the the fit that uh, they would be looking for. But I look at this, and I got to say, it's either tight end or wide receiver. And if I'm them, if if, I, if I'm them, I'm looking at what's available. I'm looking at the positions that are available. Max Williams is still out there. You still got your best. Uh, tight ends out there, Clive Walford and Max Williams. You still got uh, you, you still got Darrell Beckham Green. You still got Jalen Strong. You still got Devin Smith out there. Sammy Coates is another good one. I, you know, I mean, uh, Rasheed Green is listed low, but he's act, he would actually uh, be a good pick as well. It's going to be interesting with the pick is in. The pick is in, so I mean, <laughs> Mark, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and don't forget. You know, it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, I was about to mention that actually. I mean, and you know, I know you mentioned earlier about don't be surprised if the Saints go for quarterback because of what the situations have been playing where Drew Brees is landing. And here is the commission. I think it's gonna. I, I, I'm gonna be shocked if they don't select tight end replace Jimmy Graham. Stefan Anthony. Another player that fell off the charts, but I, you know, but I, whoa, what a shocker. The first inside linebacker taken in this draft, and it's Stefan Anthony. Wow. He's, whoa. Unbelievable. Lots of people were saying about the whole situation about how they really haven't had the right linebacker ever since Curtis Lofton. But all of a sudden now, you do get the facts on what you see that Stephon Anthony has brought to the table. When he was with Clemson, for an example, everyone thought the kid had value, but then everybody thought for some reason that his edge was starting to let go for some reason this offseason. Stephon Anthony, I'm going to be honest, it makes sense. I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna ask. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put the question out there. Inside linebacker, I understand. Paul Dawson is still there. Eric Kendricks is still there. Bernard McKinney is still there. I tell you, man, they, these uh, these uh, predicted to be players aren't just going. What a shock, though. New England Patriots are on the clock, just to put that out there. And this will be the final pick of the first round, too. And uh, where do the Patriots go? Whoa, it froze up here on me on the NFL Network. 
their pick is in, and the Patriots, I got them going Sammy Coates. I got them going Sammy Coates. I have them going wide receiver, but with some of these people that weren't taken, don't be too surprised if the, if, if you see the Patriots uh, decide, you know what, we're going to now improve on our thing, and we'll take Landon Collins. You know, I mean, you know, they, Here's a Go ahead. Now, Landon Collins, I can see happening, but here's the thing. Here, don't be surprised at this. I see wide receiver for some reason because, I mean, on the only side of a wide receiver, who they really got, I see them getting a wide receiver just to help out with Tom Brady on a few key elements here. So I kind of see wide receiver slash possible safety if they do decide to get something like that going. Now, that's just the first uh, first point. Second point of when New England, the Super Bowl champs here, God, I, uh, th- you've got to at least admit on one thing, everybody. Offensive line is always a key issue here. And now, if, I'm, if I am actually New England, imagine also what the way your team would be if you did not go offensive line throughout the entire draft. That is one of your biggest key needs going into this draft as far as I'm concerned. Understand wide receiver, or even a running back might be able to help out, but... I, I I just feel that uh, you know maybe looking at a wide receiver is going to be able to help you yourself out there. And oh, not that I'm putting anything on the belt check, but you know have always been I mean they're off their offense and defensive fronts early in the draft. If you've taken the last couple of draft years on this, but the Patriots need to find help along the defensive line as well. That's a key issue to stop in the run, and they also could use a pass rushing end as well. So if that happens, and if they decide to go out for a defensive lineman, you can bet it's probably going to be someone like an, an Eddie Goldman, or you can definitely see it's going to be for sure someone like a Michael Bennett or Malcolm Brown. So that you know, definitely be on the lookout if they're, to be looking possibly for a pass rusher there, something they haven't had in a while. Yeah, with this being the final one, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll ultimately be ending after this. After this, too, you know, we'll come back, and I'll be coming back uh, tomorrow at uh, six six p.m. I don't know uh, if uh, I, you know, I don't know if uh, we'll have Sonny with us or not. Uh, that'll be up to Sonny, but I'll most likely be coming back too. With uh, what's that? No, I was going to say, uh, talk about also some of the other upcoming shows that people are going to be listening to. Oh well, uh, you know, well here on Talk Show now since we're only on Talk Show. It is tomorrow with uh, rounds two and three of the NFL draft, and they're actually talking with uh, Roger Goodell, who ought to have a uh, just shoot me uh, target on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, could they? Could but but could they go cornerback? Would they be willing to go cornerback? You know, you know, let, let's look at the fact that what, uh, with, what they lost with Demarius Thomas. Could they go Jalen Collins or Quentin Rollins? Could you see something like that happening or P.J. Williams? Let's see. see, I think Quentin Rollins is someone that the Dolphins would look at in the second round. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. This is a recap test. It's just an interesting factor. Actually, it continues in Tampa. Rounds two and three, and it actually starts at seven, not six. So I'll have to fix that.
So, I mean, I'm in shock. I'm in shock how it's gone. Here's the uh, final pick. The final pick is in with the pay- for the first round with Patriots selection. Whoa! Talk about a pick again. See, when people drop the ball, look what happens. Wow, Malcolm Brown. And, of course, uh, Malcolm Brown. Oh, my God. This is – you look at this guy. You look at his stats. You look at his numbers. And, uh, wow, again. Well, that's a no-shocker, like I said. That's a no-shocker. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all whatsoever. I said that they were going to look for a pass rush. Really quick, before we end it on talks to everybody, I did just want to recap uh, round one. Tampa Bay selected with the first overall, Jameis Winston. The Tennessee Titans got Marcus Mariota. Jacksonville, Dante Flower Jr. Oakland went with Amari uh, Cooper. Brandon Sheriff, surprisingly, to Washington. The Jets selected Leonard Williams. Kevin White, wide receiver to Chicago. Atlanta, Vic Beasley. Eric Flowers to the Giants. The Rams, very shockingly, got Todd Gurley, running back to Georgia. Michigan State, Trey Waynes to Minnesota. The Browns got Danny Shelton, nose tackle Washington. Pete Andreas Pete, offensive tackle to New Orleans. Your Dolphins, Wackabow, got Devontae Parker, no-brainer, wide receiver. Melvin Gordon to the San Diego Chargers. Kevin Johnson, cornerback, Texans. Eric Armstead to the 49ers. Originally supposed to be for San Diego's pick at the 17th overall, Kansas City, Marcus Peters, cornerback. Cameron Irving, another shocker to the Cleveland Browns center. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver to the Eagles. Bengals got Cedric Abai, Abalhu, sees the language there, offensive tackle to the Bengals. Bud Dupree to the Steelers. Shane Ray to the Broncos. DJ Humphreys to the Arizona Cardinals, offensive tackle. Outside linebacker, Shaq Thomas, out to Carolina. You got Baltimore, Bashard Pierman. That was a pretty good pick. Wide receiver, Central Florida to the Baltimore Ravens. Byron Jones to the Dallas Cowboys, corner, Kentucky, Connecticut. From Duke, Lakin Tomlinson, offensive guard to the Lions. The Colts selected Philip Dorsett, wide receiver. Demarius Randall to the Green Bay Packers, the Saints. Stephon Anthony from Clemson, inside linebacker, and you just saw it. Malcolm Brown, defensive tackle from Texas to the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. It's been fun. It's been brilliant. Good night, everybody. And uh, good night to you, Rack Bob, as well. And thank you all for listening here on Talk Show and on Blog Talk Radio. See you all next time. Awesome. Awesome show. Can't say anything bad. <laughs>